Talk Radio. Thank you very much indeed, James. Thank you, Ash. Dear listener, the show has a new name, and dare I say it, a dash of spunk. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes! 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 So, um, here got some sad news. Um, we should start the show with some very sad news. And so much going through my head. Whoa! Um, hey! No, no, no. It's down to me, myself and I. It's me and this big island. Okay, well, I'll well, tell you what that is. We'll get to that in a second. That's important. The first ten minutes of the show are kind of booked up. Um, but before we continue, I've got some very, very sad news. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know how to do this, so I'm just going to come out and say it. And this is really sad news. Um, Alan Caddick has got a cob on because I wouldn't let him on the show on Friday. So he won't be calling the show anymore. Now, please, before you switch off, guys, before you switch off, um, I am am sticking around. Catherine, you're sticking around. Yeah, yeah. And we are going to do the bloody best we can without the engine, without the, the fuel that drives this this show so instead of it being an interstellar rocket ship powered by pure caddick it's going to be a push bike and it's a tandem and i know that and i know that and i'm sorry i am sorry um i'll explain i don't expect it to have any weight with you guys but uh, he phoned up on friday he'd been on at least i think tuesday wednesday thursday i think he'd been on three days before we were getting loads of calls through at the top of the show. We had Holly who was filling in for Ed, and I said to to, to Holly off my off air. I said, "Holly, can you just please tell Alan not tonight? Let's give someone else a chance. Can he call back next week?" And she did, and it turns out he was going. He was slagging her off on um, on YouTube. I've just found out, and he went on Facebook tonight and called me a muppet. Then he phoned up the James Wales show and was slagging me off, and I came in and tried to to calm the waters. Um, but he's he's deleted. Apparently, he was running an Ian Lee on Talk Radio fan page on Facebook. I didn't even know this. He's deleted most of that. Um, um, and and I just want to say to the listeners, to the listeners, I want to say to you. I'm speaking directly to you now, dear listener. I am sorry. I have. Let you guys down. There is no excuse for me losing such a valuable um, uh, part of the show as Alan. He had a better offer. He's gone to the James Whale show. I, I, I sincerely hope that you will stick with us through this tough time. And we are certainly going to stick with you through this, this, um, this extraordinary time. I mean, to me, Alan... Caddick was a tool. He was a tool. He was a massive tool that just tightened all the nuts and bolts on the show and made it function. So, um, Alan is not phoning us anymore. 
I am sorry. I really, really hope you'll stick with us, dear listener. I really hope you will. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Now, can you indulge us for nine minutes and 36 seconds? I tell you for why, right? I tell you for why. Um, we had, Catherine and I have had great difficulties this evening, um, with our meals. Yeah. You tell the story, Kath, because I'm still, t- I'm still, well, actually, I've eaten too much now. Here's but... a story I'm going to call Soggy Burgers. Here we go. Well, okay. then that ties in with the, the video we're going to watch in a minute. You know, like, some days where life just keeps throwing things at you, like a really annoying computer game, and you feel like you get over one hurdle, yeah. and then there's something else, and duck then there's tales. something else. If you're describing DuckTales, my weekend trying to complete DuckTales. I'm also describing today, like, I arrived in the car park today, and there was a car in the way, and I had to really slot my car into a very tight space, and I did, like, one of those manoeuvres, you remember, That's like in, um, yeah, you know, like in um, Austin Powers, where he does like a three hundred and eighty-five point turn. Do you know, like the brilliant James Corden does in that advert for something. It, that's like that. Well, no, the opposite <laughs> of that. No, the opposite. Forward of back, forward back, forward back, forward back, forward back, back and forward back, forward back and forward back. Until I go and ah, stuff it. I'm just going to leave my phone number in the front of the car, and they yep. can call me if they need me. They didn't. Anyway. So then the next thing, come upstairs. Is that as loud as it will go, Kath? Just read yes, it. Yes, as loud as it go will on. go. Yeah, there. there we go. There we go. All right. So, anyway, then there's a whole host of other annoying things. Right. We were a bit worried about uh, meeting yes. the boss. Obviously, that had to happen. Yes. I'm yes. not saying he's an annoying little thing, but it was something... You said the word little. Can I just say about our meeting with the boss? The show has got a new name. Late nights... The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Going to take a while to get used to it. I'll tell you how well um, uh, lunch went with the boss. Mm-hmm. Um, I only had to spit and polish his shoes for half an hour. Last time to get the job, it was an hour. That's an improvement. We also discovered something very, very useful. He hates Julia Hartley Brewer. No. Oh, not The that. other thing. He drifts off about 20 minutes into oh, yeah. this show. He does. By 11 o'clock, he's gone, right? He's gone to sleep. So, um, so... <laughs> I reckon about 20 past 10, we start playing a song for Den. This week, it's fireworks on the roof, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's anyway, actually happening. We don't discuss that till after no, no, 20 no, past... No, no, anyway, no, no, no. so then that was okay, yes. and I thought, right, my luck has changed. Came back after eating with the boss and it was a delicious meal yes but within a few hours we're hungry again mm. oh, starving so i decided to order another meal yeah burgers burgers from one of those um handy delivery services that you get these days mm. and it arrived and we'd waited about an hour for it yes but it was going to be worthwhile we were starving at this point but we'd had a decent feed at lunchtime we could hang on it arrives i pick up the bag i'm it's... gonna do the whole show tomorrow pumping off by the way i'm good can you do that Thursday? No, okay. Um, I pick up the bag. It's dripping. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh gosh, really? Is this... Yeah. I open the bag. The only thing that didn't have milkshake in it was the milkshake. That's, she's used that line before, but do you know what? It's so good. God darn it. We're going to allow her to use that line again. Thank for, you. For, for the sure. first time I used it was in my letter of complaint. Not letter. Email. Chat thing. Here's the thing, guys. We got our money back... And we got a free meal delivered. And then what happens? I spilt the milkshake in it again. Don't matter. <laughs> That's karma, isn't it? So, but I, but I, this time I managed to retrieve it before it got sodden. Yeah. There we go. So that is our exciting evening. Oh three four 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 nine nine. And because of all that, and your phone playing up. Oh my oh, bloody phone was that. doing 
My bloody phone was... So I was, I was in the mood. Young Harry, who's, who's come to sit in with us this evening. I mean, yes, he is steaming drunk. Um, and probably pubeless. But as, <laughs> as all young men are, we've discovered. But um, it, it, I, was, I was in a very grumpy mood. A very grumpy mood. But he's oblivious because he's steaming. Exactly. But here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing, guys. We didn't get to watch a full episode of Naked and Afraid. No, we've got we've about got nine minutes left. Nine minutes. Now, they are... Where are they, these guys? We're going to watch it now. If you're they, on Periscope, you can watch it with us. This lot looked out. They're in Fiji. Fiji. Right, so they're on an island. A woman who has got a very red bottom. I oh. mean, my my luxury item would be a big tub of Vaseline or Sudocrem because <laughs> her ass is raw. She's a very fair woman, and obviously she, yep. the sunshine and the mixture of that, and also a sandy beach is yep. not doing her bum any favours. Um. So and anyway, so she's um, got she's got a raw bottom, but he's got a raw deal because he was drinking a um, raw what. A raw deal. Because oh, right. he was drinking dirty water and it gave him the squits. And so he's going, oh, I'm going to think. Right, da- on day nine, right? Oh, I don't think I can make this. I think I'm going to go. She says, well, what? She's soldiering on with a sore boy. Yeah. He goes, oh, I can't make it. You know, by the way, if you don't know Naked and Afraid, it's the show where man and woman we've never met get dumped on an island and they're told to strip and they've got to stay there for three weeks. Anyway, he goes, she goes, well, let's, let's just have a little wander around. And if you decide you want to go, then go. They wander around and he pulls back a bush, not hers. And he goes, oh, look, there's bananas. I'm going to stay. So they have the bananas, right? And then they go to bed, have an argument. And then they go to bed, never go to bed on an argument, right? Um, and, um, then we, I didn't quite know what was going on, but basically I think she tried to murder him because there goes when they, uh, in the middle of the night, uh, the lady noticed that the man, um, looked like he'd had a seizure and he had a head trauma Mm. and he got taken off the island to a hospital clothed. Um, and they, they think he's got like a, like a brain aneurysm or something or something or something. Um, anyway. So you join them at this... I'm genuinely going to watch this because I can't do a show... I can't focus on a show without knowing what's coming up. Can I come around there? Uh, Yes, you can. So you join us on the last nine minutes of the show. She's back at the island on her own. um, And if you're watching on Periscope, you'll be able to see her sore bum. Here we go. All to myself. I gave it my best shot. Here we go. State of that. I did not come here. For anything less. State of that. Good go- good match. going, girl. I was hoping to have a partner for the duration of it. At least she, more than here's the thing. I think she has actually that. gone insane, this woman. Mm-hmm. I think she's gone insane. That I'll need to overcome. Just one more you, thing for me to, to contend with. Okay. Day 14. She's made a bra. There's no one on the island and now she's made clothes. What does that say about her? She's made a bra and pants. Here's my betting. She ain't staying on this island. She's not going to stay on this island. I'm warm at night. It's all up to me. Okay. With her extraction still seven days away and her body dramatically weakened, Alana decides to brave the dangerous shallow waters in search of protein. What's she got around her head? I get to the beach and I immediately see these little black tips. I see two right there. 
She's going to start smearing her feces on the trees. These young black-tip sharks have come to feed, which is when they're most aggressive. Ooh. And their separated teeth could easily inflict a deep and painful bite. All right, mate, grow up. They're baby sharks. There's a lot of protein in one shark. Kill it. I mean, that's probably all the protein I'd need for the next couple of days. Kill the shark. Yes! Missed. Oh, three of them now. You wait till their mum turns up. I, I hit him. I just couldn't couldn't penetrate that tough skin. Yeah, tell me about it, guys. Know what I'm saying, huh? I'm here all I week. So be. She's given up. Here's the thing. Everybody on this show has got incredible tattoo. I mean, really bad tattoos. Deserves to, to keep going. So it's, it's a little worrisome. Yeah. What they don't give on this show is the stats on how many people have actually died. It's night time. It's night time now. Oh, some little fiddle. Well. Okay, something just ran away. Like scuttled fast. I still hear it. I don't see anything. Yeah, that's the shark's mum and dad. What the hell? It's oh, a stampede. Something is charging me. Oh no! I She's dead. <gasps> Go. We've gone to an ad break, guys. We've gone to an ad break. We won't. I can't stop watching this. Well, it's only six I minutes to go. Indulge me. We'll start the show in a minute. Away. Something is Here it comes. Me. I think they brought the bloke back with a rock. It's his ghost. <laughs> He's dead. It's now the next morning. She's wearing a Hessian dress. I'm hoping to find Could something to so explain that sound because it was it was pretty intense. It's like I was being charged by animals. Yeah. Some loose rocks over here. It might have been one of those. It, w it wasn't but rocks, mate. So much closer. When you're alone in the dark, in the middle of the night with no one around, and you hear these crazy sounds, I mean, your imagination just goes wild. My brain is starting to slack off on me a little bit. I'm crashing. All I've had today is bananas. I don't much to eat. I need some protein. With no energy left to hunt, Alana resorts to scavenging whatever resources she can find. You can't eat stones. She's trying to get... Oh, it's a crab, a tiny oh, crab. it's the wrong time. That is just... She's oh, eating she a tiny, tiny... Much better cooked, but it was too small to bother trying to pick apart. So Andre! Hi, Ian, yeah. yeah? We're just watching um, Naked and Afraid. Yeah, any good? Yeah, that was brilliant, mate, but she's put clothes on and she's not very scared. Ah, uh, well, that's brilliant. That's not right, is it? It's not right, is it? Oh, Ian, I had a bit of a problem today. Yeah, go on, mate. Being me? Yeah. You know, well, I, I was walking on a cliff, yeah? Right. And I been dropped my laptop over, didn't I? Oh, mate, that's terrible. You know, I mean, you know what my mate said? What? Boot it back up again. <laughs> yeah, all right, Andre, you've did, you, yeah, that wasn't really worth, um, outrageous. Meanwhile, she's having... I'm getting out of here. A moment. My energy level's so low... 
I don't know if I can't make it up there, which is going to take every... Oh, just get on with it, you miserable woman. Every muscle in my body. Fat termites, just the protein boost I need. Oh, she's eating termites. Oh, jeez, that is disgusting. She's taking to this a little bit too easily, yeah. I think. I bet she eats her own bogeys. Yeah. So we're going to have to watch the rest of that later on. Oh. 0344. I know. I'm sorry, guys. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, we should say, by the way, Sunday, July the 9th. Catherine and I will be performing in Newcastle. It's only it's only a tenner, guys. It's only a tenner, and only twenty seven people are coming to a three hundred seat venue. So I, I, <laughs> there may be a, la- a last minute rush, but boy, what a rush that would be! Um, so it's going to be intimate. But if you want to come Saturday, July the uh, Sunday, July the ninth in a Newcastle, if you want, is it Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Oh yeah, is it? Let me check. I didn't know it's getting in. Yes, it is. Uh, if you want to come, it's an early evening show, five o'clock. I would say suitable for fourteen and upwards. Um, you get tickets by googling the Stand Newcastle Rabbit Hole. There are ten, and I keep tweeting links. Here's the thing. Here's where it starts to get fun. On the Friday, Friday the seventh, we want to do a radio show from a listener's house. That's in the Newcastle region, please. So, do you, dear listener, live in or near the Newcastle area? And have you got a good internet that we can plug into? And can we come round and do our show from your house on Friday, July the 7th, Newcastle? Or maybe it doesn't have to be a house. Maybe you run a boozer or you've got um, like a cafe or a shop or um, a a knocking shop or whatever it is, whatever. Can we come round on the the evening of Friday, July the 7th and do our show from there? We will bring crisps. Uh, yeah, we will. Br- we do. We always bring food, but then we never eat it. So no. um, we take the food back <laughs> with us. That's what we do. Uh, so if you can help, you can give us a call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can email Ian at ianlee.com. Here are some people. Let's see what they've got to say. Good evening, Richie. All right, Ian. How's it going, lad? Very, very well, thank you, Richie. Very well um, indeed. Um, you know, you've been watching that Naked and Afraid stuff. Have you ever watched Bear Grylls, The Island? It's like Big Brother on acid. Can, can really I can so I tell cool. you, sir? Can I tell you something, which I think I can say now? Sure, man. Yeah. I was a standby contestant for Bear Grylls you Celebrity Island. No, I was a standby contestant. Oh, yeah. And it would have... They, they film it... I think you're out there for, is it four... It's four or five weeks. And it... It ended just before we went to New York. It's um, like um, SAS selection, isn't oh, it? Oh, mate, <laughs> I hadn't seen it, right? I hadn't seen it. And I got a call on my agent on the Tuesday um, saying, would you be up for being a, a, stand, a standby contestant for this thing? You'd have to, if they use you, you'd have to leave on the on the coming Sunday. So I had to go. How long was the total trip like? Well, it would have been five weeks, but I did. In five the end, weeks? I didn't go. Basically, oh, right, okay. basically, right. one of their standbys had failed the medical, so yeah, I had to yeah. go and have a medical. I had to get. Um, this is why I mentioned on the show. I had a rabies shot. I had tetanus. I had yeah, all the all the shots, serious, right? Yeah. All the shots, and I passed the medical and stuff. And um, then he 
here's the thing. I, th- that's when I got tonsillitis, and I think oh. it was made worse by having a rabies shot. Oh, so, yeah. I'm praying. I was going, please don't pick me. Please don't someone pull out, otherwise I'll have to go on the island with... Anyway, I, d- <laughs> I didn't get called up for it. I didn't get to go to Panama. Uh, you, you, what happens is you... Do you, you regret it, like, or do you wish you, you would have went? Um, yeah, no, I, I was up for it. I was up for it. I, 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 I was up for it. I was totally up for it. Yeah, if, if I'd not been You get flown out uh, first class to Panama, you get three Yay. days training with Bear Grylls, and then they dump you on an island, and that is it. You're there. I think you're well, on the island for four or five weeks. You know I'm the craziest guy who sits there with the fish, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And yes. I carve stuff out of wood with my axe, and I made a lovely yes. spoon t- t- today, but... It was just watching stuff like that, and I was like, dude, and I couldn't believe you just said that. That's really impressive. So, well, there you do go. Do you regret it, like? No, well, it wasn't. It wasn't in my hands. Let, let's just say, for not going on the island. I mean, that I, is the most hardcore show yeah, on the planet. For not going me? on the island, I still got paid very, very handsomely for doing zero work at all. So, uh, you know, um, but, I, I, but Richie, if they asked me to do it for real, yes, I would probably do it. Every respect to you. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, fake emailer is unhappy. Good. The way Julia Hartley Brewer gets bullied by you male spineless cowards at talk radio is appalling. That's a little bit sexist, mate, thinking that Julia Hartley Brewer can't take it. I've, I've argued with her face to face. She blocked me on Twitter, made up email. She blocked me on Twitter. Um, but you are the worst, Ian Lee. You're a spineless, misogynistic, cowardly bully of Julia Hatley Brewer. Um, no, I've said it to her face. I, I said to her face during the uh, adverts on Sky News that she was an effing disgraceful human being. So, no. You're an absolute putrid, libtard, boring coward. You listen every night. Uh, Paul, let's call you Paul. Uh, it's not that Paul. It's not. You, uh, as for your lapdog, Catherine Boyle, <laughs> oh, what a prat she is. Oh. Read this email out, coward. You're now you're being misogynistic. Because I don't know if you can get away with that word. But no. um, Paul, um, Paul from Harrow, give us a call, man. Give us a call. Or are you too? Paul sounds a lot like a lot of the other emails, uh, made up emails. Paul before, sounds like a bell end. Paul, grow some balls. Phone up the radio station. You won't do it because you're scared, mate. You're scared. They're scared. Let's, uh... Gafford! I was going to say, you've been booing me for years, so you're not misogynistic at all. He's an uh, equal opportunity bully. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, 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 Gafford, can I just say, if at any point you want to pull a caddick and um, flounce off with your ball, you're more than welcome to. Oh, OK, fine. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been calling the show for 12 years. I deserve to get on pretty much straight away, didn't I? Well... <laughs> <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the rule? The arrogance no. of some people. The arrogance of some people. Hey, do you know what I was... Here we go, Kath, I'm doing the thing Boss asked me to do. You know what I read in the newspapers today? It's in all the papers. Do you know what? Do you know? Here we go. go what on. is it the 50th anniversary of today in all the papers? Oh, no. so, so today is 2017. So 50 years ago would be 1977. Well, no, 67. <laughs> 67. It's the anniversary oh. of maths. Yes, go on. Right, um, something to do with the Beatles. Nope. Um, nope. It's, nope. Not, it's not music. Not music. Was there a war? You've, you've, um, no, 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 no. You, you probably used one this week. 
And I don't, I don't mean sex workers. Uh-huh. You probably um, used one this week, man. Fork? I beg your pardon? Well, no, the anniversary of the fork. <laughs> the fork. No, the fork, the fork wasn't invented until 1972. Oh, by, um, by Sven's Forks. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's, um, the 50th anniversary of the cash machine. Oh! Oh. Can I, can I say something interesting? I wish you would. My uncle... Um, sorry, we seem to have lost in there. That's interesting, the 50th, Mm. I love stuff like that. Who was the first person to use a cash machine? Um... And I know this without looking. Pat Cash. No, 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 no. Right, the first person to send a text, or receive a text... Was? Ernie Wise. I think. I think. I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, I, I'm pretty sure on that. Or no, maybe he was the first person to receive a phone call on a mobile phone. Ernie Wise. Shut up. No, 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 no. I can picture it. It was Ernie Wise dressed up as, like, the guy that invented telephones. Maybe he was the first... He I, 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 he had, like, a big stovepipe hat on. And he, and he, he... I think he was the first person to send a text. Ernie Wise. First person to use a cash machine, and I've not read this, I believe they were invented by Barclays. Barclays were the first ones to use them, right? So at one point there was none, then there was one in the country. And if I've got this correct, it was used by Reg Varney from On The Buses. The first person in this country to use a cash machine. How's about that? You don't believe it, do you? No, it sounds like stuff you've made up. No, no, here we go. I bet if I look, and I've not read these facts... Am I right about... I'm sure. I can picture Ernie Wise in, like, Victorian clothing um, with a with a mobile phone. I'm sure he was the first text or the first call from a mobile. Anyway. Um, here we go. Oh, 50, I want to see it. The mirror's got 50 facts about the cash machine. Uh, number one. Oh, I'm good. The world's first... I've, listen, I've won masterminds, my dear. I've won masterminds. Yeah, you've also told me a lot of, lot of fibs. The world's first ATM was installed at Barclays in Enfield, North London, on June the 27th, 1967. Should we go to fact two? Yes. Actor Reg Varney from sitcom On the Buses was the first person to use a cash machine. Show ladies, me that in black and white. Ladies and gentlemen. I can confirm. That's what it says at number two. So, that means that Ernie Wise was the first person to send or receive a text or, or, or to receive a phone call Just on a mobile phone. one thing right doesn't mean everything else in your stuff. head is correct. Oh, I know stuff. Mm. You know I know stuff. I'm good at stuff. 0344 We shall go through... All of these facts, because they're going to be absolute stonkers. Also, I need to find out um, if you have any fireworks shops near you. Um, and um, oh, I don't know. We'll just, you know, we'll, 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 it's, a, it's a very sad day as we've uh, we've lost Alan Caddick in terms of his phone calls. Um, we're going to soldier on. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The show has a new name, dear listener. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're celebrating fifty years of the. Uh, I don't. I, I refuse to call them ATM like it does in there. I don't even... Automatic telling machine. Um, for me, an automatic telling machine is that thing in big that turns him into a... Zoltar. A, yeah, we go. Um, uh, for me, they're cash machines. Or... Uh, is it a hole in the wall? I call it a hole in the wall. I don't mind. 
wonder how many cash machines... Well, it'll say you, in there. Would you call it a cash point? No, 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 no. I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Tim! Hello. Hello, Tim! Hi, how are you? Oh, Tim! <laughs> you sound like a naughty little man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, Tim. What are you wearing, Tim? Nothing. Oh, you're naked! Are you touching it? No. So, basically, yes. what I was calling about was... Yes, um, I normally listen to the podcast. Say that um, again, say that again. You're a bit muffled. I normally listen to the podcast only. Okay. Yes. And, um... Uh, I accidentally played it at half speed yesterday. Oh, did and, it work? Uh, it, it's very interesting. Can I can I play it? Yeah, please do, mate. Yes, yeah, lovely. Right, here we go. Hang on. <laughs> it took us forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that Andre? <laughs> it's me. I am. Oh, mate. And you're saying we only get two drops of juice from it? <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought you were absolutely steaming, oh, and then oh. I realised it was still at half. Tim! That's like a Mogadon special. That is incredible. Here's the thing. If we spoke like that, we'd only have to do half the work. Yeah, we're stupid. Oh, Tim, that is my new favourite, second favourite thing after listening to Billy Idol read his... I wonder, can you slow things down on when you're playing them from iTunes? Yeah, I think it, it's on the iTunes app, or it might be on the podcast app, yeah. All right, I'll have a look. If, I, if we can play Billy Idol at half speed, that's it, I'm sorted. <laughs> I mean, oh, mate, thank you for that, that's brilliant. Yes, no worries. Cheers, Tim. Bye-bye. What was love? We sounded steaming. You sound like Andre. <laughs> In fact, how do let's, I know you're not on drugs? Let's just say, um, there have been periods in my life where I, that's how I sounded. <laughs> but but more, um, more introspective. <laughs> <laughs> hey, C- CJ, you know what I'm talking about, don't you, brother? Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that I was know, a brilliant... I, hey, I listen, guys, if, if you ever want to... Don't, don't drink, don't take drugs. If you, if you do, listen to that, and, and that'll put you off <laughs> them for life. How's things going, man? Well, uh, I've got a controversial subject I'd like to talk about. Oh, yes. And I'm, and I'm watching on Periscope. And I just wanted to say, I think you've got a lovely bottom. Thank you. There it You're is. welcome. That's it. That's all I've got. Thank you very much for calling, CJ. It's, it's true, I have got a lovely bum. He said controversial. <laughs> Nothing controversial about... You still here, Ed? Yep, that Thank was a you. really yep. weird part to walk into. When are you going, mate? Uh, next week. Okie dokie. Okay. I can't even look at him. I can't even look at him. Oh, splitter. Got tea it? on the way still. Okay, thank, thank you, mate. Mm. Just, it makes me want to puke. Tastes bitter, doesn't it? Simon! Hello. Hello, Simon. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Thank you, yourself. It's um, a little bit hot, a little bit sweaty. I'm a bit tired. Oh, I had um, terrible nightmares last night. Terrible nightmares. In fact, in fact, I've just remembered... I was, um, it was the last day of my, t- of college, and I was in floods of tears, and I was really, really drunk, and I couldn't phone my sister, and I couldn't find something in the back of my car, and I was steaming drunk. It was horrible. It's horrible. Was it a nightmare or a night terror? Did you scream? Was no, no, I don't get night terrors, and I, I'm getting, I like nightmares, because it's like watching a horror film, but you know what? I'm getting a bit bored of them. They're almost every night now. I the drugs. I remember I went... my, my dreams, to be honest. I, I, I don't actually remember having a nightmare for a while. 
I went through a phase of night terrors where yeah. I find myself standing up next to my bed, having jumped out, screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had the, kept having this That's sort of recur- It was horrible. Having this um, nightmare where um, someone would be standing over the bed and they'd push down on my chest. And when I st- when I jumped out of the bed, thinking yeah. there was someone in the room, there was like, it felt like about five minutes, but it was probably not that long at all, where I couldn't move, but I could still feel the pressure on my chest as if I was bruised. It was really horrible. You're, and this is whilst you're sleeping? Or yeah, what? well, kind of, yeah, halfway oh, between... Half, half, yeah. Isn't there a thing, like, what's it called where you can sort of, you can see yourself sleeping, like, Ooh. you can kind of hover, it's like you're hovering around your sleeping body, but whilst you're dreaming. An out-of-body experience, are you yeah. referring to? No, that doesn't happen. I'm sure, I'm sure people get that. Uh, anyway, I'm sure people imagine <laughs> they get it, but that can't happen. Hey, that Simon! Way. Have you ever done this? And I, I know I have, but I can't quite think where. My mate, my, in fact, my mate Simon did this when we, um, we, we were in college and uh, in uh, halls, and he just bought a brand new, um, really expensive stacking stereo system, about a grand's worth of stuff, right? And we went to a party, and we were shotgunning cans of lager. For those who don't know, what you do with a shotgun, you shake it up, you pierce a hole at the bottom, put it over your mouth, open the top. It's really a horrible way of getting drunk very quickly. Now, Wait he did it without, not a normal sized can, but one of those big... A keg. Well, it was like a big one, right? And he was steaming, right? And we, we, we got him back to halls and we, we put him to bed and it was all kind of lovely. And then went and saw him the next day and his room stank of wee. Oh, God. Stank oh. of wee, right? And, um... We couldn't work out what it was. And then he went to put on um, a CD. It was Revolver by the Beatles. And he's going, my stereo's not working. Oh, no. He peed all over this £1,000 stereo. Peed all over it. Did he keep the receipt? Well, here's the thing. He got... They they replaced it. You can't get your money back for (laughs) weeing They replaced it. No questions asked. The warranty. Simon, when have you... Where have you peed whilst drunk? (laughs) Because it's quite well, common to pee in cupboards. Uh, Men do it in wardrobes. I, I often get drunk. I mean, I'm, I think I'm like the opposite to some, you know, well, not all you callers, but I, 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 I don't really, uh, I, I don't drink as such. I, I, love, I have got, I've, I've um, tried one of those new Jack Daniels ciders. Oh yeah. I, I trapped myself to one bottle of that uh, a couple of days ago. It was a bit. It wasn't. A Jack Daniels cider. What yeah, the hell is the world coming infused, to? Yeah, a whiskey infused cider. Oh it's neither Arthur nor Martha, is it? Um, anyway, the reason I was calling yes, is I live near Newcastle. Oh, yeah? And I have got super fast broadband. Oh! Oh! So, I mean, I don't, know how, I don't know how close to the city you want to be. I'm, I'm 15 miles away in a lovely little it, town called Morpeth. Is he saying 15 or 15? 15, 1 5. Ooh, one five. I've it's, heard of Morpeth. It's a 20 mile drive. Wait 20 a minute. Alright, okay. It's um, only a 20 minute drive rather than not. Thank you, yes. But. Um, um, tell me a little bit about, about yourself, Simon. Um, are you yeah, well, married? Are you single? Um, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. He just, um, no, hang on I'm, a minute, uh, his first thing was to make a joke about not being an axe murderer. Now, Catherine, I ask you... That's exactly what an axe murderer would thank do. Thank you very much indeed! Your, your friend Harry in the studio will know, know a little bit about me. Anyway, oh. um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a, a DJ. I do silent disco stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, if we were to come... Yeah. Right, and I'm not saying yes or no... And it would be 10 o'clock at night until 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. What are the chances of you having your um, disco rig set up for us and playing a few tunes? I can do that. Would your neighbours complain? Yes. 
Perfect. <laughs> Are you bothered? Well, no, to be honest, the neighbours on uh, neighbours on the right hand side of me often have their music blaring at night time. Anyway, to be honest, um, mm. not not that you can sort of. It's not you know too bad, but uh, they can. Some, so it might be worth getting my own back. I'll tell you what we're going to do, um, Simon. Uh, Ed is going to take your uh, phone number and your email, and um, yeah. we will put you on the list. No um, and unless we get an invitation from a sexy lady. Um, oh. Just because we've not been to any women's houses, there's no other reason for it than and that. And you're not a misogynist. Well, no. Actually, in Newcastle. So uh, yeah. Well, listen. Now, uh, we will put you on. The, we've had a few people got, got in touch. We'll, 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 I'll, get, get, I'll get your email off of Ed, and we'll be in touch. No worries. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. There we are. Oh, I just cut him off. Sorry, Ed. That's stupid of me. You. Got, uh, Ed knows. Ed knows. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We are going to be in Newcastle. We want to do the show on Friday. I, I like him, though. He sounds all right. Friday, July the 7th, we want to do it from a listener's house in or near Newcastle. We'll have a vehicle. We can travel. And then on Sunday the 9th of July, we'll be playing to 27 people in, in a venue that seats 300. Many, many, nearly all of the tickets are still available. Just under... All of the tickets are still available uh, for the show. It will not be cancelled. I've tried thrice, and each time they've said no. So it's happening Sunday, July the 9th. It is happening, dear listener. We will be performing at The Stand in Newcastle. Five o'clock, early evening show. Um, And then we've got to drive back. (laughs) If you want tickets, um, Google The Stand rabbit hole, and uh, it will pop up. 0344-499-1000, late nights with Ian Lee. Oh, no, 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 no. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, the um, angry guy on email. Listen, dude, I'm going to make it easy for you, Paul, um, if that's your name. I'm going to block you so we can't read because he's getting very sad and very angry emails and that's um that's not going to be helpful so i've blocked him call in 0344 it's a phone intro and uh, we'll be happy to talk to you but i'm i'm the only host on british radio that um actively um encourages people who hate me to phone up and discuss it on air no other host will do this um so if you've got a problem with the show don't send in sloppy emails or phone up we'll have a chat about it Fact number three. Here we go. Have a guess. How many cash machines are in the United Kingdom right now? 70,000. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> I read it. Yeah, I know you read it. Okay. Um, I didn't read the next one. Um, flipping heck. Abu Dhabi. You know Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi do. That's racist. That's actually, that's actually racist. Log that. Log that. And can get me the number for Ofcom. I'm going to phone them up. Why don't you just hit dump? Why'd you have to dob me in? What is the number for Ofcom? Ofcom. 69, 69, 69. Right, that's a double Ofcom. <laughs> um, how do you do... Wait a minute. Don't dob me into Ofcom. Complaint Ofcom radio. Right, I'm going to complain about you. I'm going to complain about you. Just uh, say com- something and I'll complain. Complain about TV or radio. Ofcom. Make a complaint about something you've heard on the radio. Um, Dear oh. Ofcom. BBC channel or radio station on another TV channel or radio station program I s- program I was in. Um, give me the no. How do I complain about Ofcom? Because they don't make it easy to um, hear a correct. I don't want to. 
Let me broadcast. Please complete our fairness. Oh, I've got to fill in a form. You get away with it this time, Boyle. You get away with it this time, but you will be defeated. I'm not going to fill in a form. Oh, I thought I- there was a number you could complain about. Oh, that's so annoying. Um, Go on, number four. Jesus. Oh, blasphemy. I'm going to off-com you. I'm going to off-com you. Uh, here we go, here we go, here we go. I'm gonna phone them up. Don't phone them up. I'm phoning them up, mate, because I'm complete. I want to make an off com for off coming. No, we won't. You will. They will They will appreciate what we're doing. I won't. There we go. I'm gonna complain about you. Well, the section contact centre is currently closed. We right. are available Monday to Friday right. from 9am to 5 Who do I complain? Including public holiday. Who do I complain? Please call back when our offices are open. Right. Or alternatively, why not use our website? No. www.ofcom.org.uk uh, no. do- you can seek advice or register complaints. Right. Okay. That's, that's disappointing. Right. Okay. So... Um, I'm going to get you on this one. Nuisance calls and messages. Right. I get both of those from you. Um, complaints... Procedure for Ofcom complaints. I want to complain about them now. If you want advice or to complain to Ofcom, call that number. Yeah, only when they're open, slackers. Complaint about... Oh, flipping it. Right, Ed, can you find the regulatory body for the comms? For, for, for the off? Because you've got off what, off gen, Ofcom. Find out, there must be an off-off. Find out, find out the number of off-off, and I'll phone them up, and we'll complain to them about you, Catherine Boyle. Because um, I don't actually remember... What, and um, Can someone call in and remind me what she said that I was going to complain about? Because in the heat of the moment... Abu Dhabi-doo. That was it, racism. Thank you. Twice. That's why I'm the producer. Twice. Twice she's complained about... Um, she's ra- She's been racist. Anyway, in Abu Dhabi... Do. Oh, three times. They have cash machines... That dispense gold bars. No, they don't. Mate, stop! Why would I make? If I was going to make up something, I'd make up something better than that. Make up something better than that. What would you make up? Um, they dispense. Um, um, oh, they dispense camel farts. Racist. If you could, so is the water in the hump of the camel. Mm. So if I hacked a camel's hump off, it would have the hump. I I'll have the right hump. I'll have no. I'll have the left. Oh, I can't decide the right hump or the left. I'll have both. It's only got one hump, sir. One hump or two. The right one. It's only one hump or two. Just the one. It's a ca- mate. Anyway, we were delirious in the desert. We hadn't drunk for ages, and the camel had gone by the time we'd um, decided what we were going to do with it. So we had to um, make our own juices. Now, um, I saw a thing once about oh, a, yes, a nurse, yeah. and they'd been, for some reason, her and her family had been stranded in a boat in the sea. Yeah. And, of course, the sea is famously salty. You can't yes. drink that stuff. Oh, it's a salty sea. You can't drink, you can't drink the sea, but it can tell you many, many tales. They survived by using a pipe to um, put the seawater up their bottoms. That, mate, is... Survival ab- skills. Absolutely outrageous behaviour. Let me try... Let me try this number. Hang on a minute. Are you still bent on complaining? I'm not... um, That's homophobic. 
One of the things that came from this meeting today is there aren't enough people listening to the show. So I've got I have got to get listeners any way I can. And if that Good evening, Crown Posada. Hello, Crown Posada. This is Ian Lee. You're live on Talk Radio. Um, Hello. We go- listen, you're, we're about, you're in Newcastle, aren't you? That's right. Uh, we're coming up to Newcastle soon um, to do a show there at the Stand Comedy Club. Do you know it? I do. Um, what, apart from your excellent pub, the Crown Posada, uh, what, what is there to do in Newcastle? Uh, there's lots of stuff. Uh, there's uh, plenty of pubs. Uh, there is an excellent theatre. Oh. Uh, there's some great shopping. Yeah. Uh, if you want to cross the bridges over the gates, there's a lovely art gallery. <laughs> hang on, a, hang on a minute. You, you can't say, you can't say one of the good things about Newcastle is it's near to somewhere else, can you? Well, I can. I'm from south of the town, so, uh, you know. <laughs> hey, what's your name, my friend? My name's Simon. Simon, listen, well, when we come up there, we're coming up there 7th, 8th and 9th of July. We'll make sure to pop in and, and, and buy you a drink for being such a good sport. Can I ask you, um, have you ever heard of talk radio? I have. You, have you? Yeah, I have. Do, do you ever listen to it? <laughs> um, oh. I listen to a talk radio station. Oh, which one's that? Uh, Radio 4. Oh, well, okay, but you've never heard of this... You don't listen to the radio station called Talk Radio. I'm afraid not. Have you heard of Ian Lee? I have. And where do you know him from? I know, was it the 10 o'clock show you used to do? It's as near as damn it! It's as near as damn it! Hey, listen, man, can you do me a favour? Can you... I I, I know it's it's kind of coming up to last orders and stuff, and I'll let you get on, but can you just go and tell everyone to listen to Talk Radio, please? We are desperate for listeners. (laughs) Okay, I will do that. Mate, and we'll pop in and we'll say hello uh, in a couple of weeks. Lovely, thanks very much. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. It's just... It's true what they say. People in the North East are nicer. Then then what? You. (laughs) Well, um, I just... Just one of the things that came out of this meeting today is not enough people are listening to the show and there's not enough brand awareness. Um, So I am taking it upon myself. I'm just going to phone people up and um, say you should listen to the radio show. He'd heard of me. He'd heard of me. Hey, big star. Big star, big star. I'm big. I'm, I'm big in Newcastle. You know, when I go to when I go to Newcastle, I'm gonna be a big star and be beating them off with a crappy stick, man. You know what I'm saying? Will we get a free Greg's? That's yeah, what I'm man, interested in. You know in. what I'm saying? They love me. Greg loves me, man. The Crown Posada Boozer loves me, man. Gateshead loves me, man. Everywhere loves me, man. Simon loves me, man. Big star, man. Big star. So you're saying that Northerners are, are, are better than what? Southerners? Northerners are nicer than Southerners. Um, just the nicer. There's only one way to find out. We need to phone a southern pub now. Uh-oh. Um, how southern do you want to go? Well, as southern as you can get. Um, I think this, I think, am I right in saying the southernmost point of the country is Slough? I think it is. No. I think it might be. No. I, well, I can't think of anything, um, more. Let's go for the, uh, let's try this pub, see if, uh, um, okay, let's... Okay, well, let's let's give this a call. Let's say let's put it to the test once and for all. Are people in the north nicer than people in Slough? Place your bets now. Here we go, guys. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Mm-mm-mm. I bet they don't even answer the phone. What you what you have for Big Thank <laughs> you.
three and three tons. Good evening, three tons. This is Ian Lee. You're live on Talk Radio. We're doing a test to see whether uh, publicans in the north are nicer than those in Slough. What, what's your opinion so, on that? My opinion is I think the ones in Slough are extremely nice. Thank you very much indeed. And what's, uh, listen, the Three Tons pub is a very, very famous pub just down the road from the Montem Sports Centre. I know it well. I used to drink in there many, many years ago. Uh, how, bu- how, how busy is it looking in there? T- what's your name, my friend? My name is Sandy, sir. Sandy? Yes. How busy is it looking in there tonight, Sandy? It sounds a bit quiet. Hey, no, I'm just in the kitchen at the moment. It was, uh, oh. yeah, it wasn't too bad today. I think the rain didn't help too much, but we just opened up again last week after a full refurbishment of the oh. whole place. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we literally opened up two Tuesdays ago. Hey, that's fantastic, because so, uh, you hear, all we hear about is pubs closing all the time, and you, no, you've had a few quid yet. spent on it. Absolutely. Oh. Everyone should come down and check it out. Oh, well, I'll have to pop down and have a, a, a little look-see. Sandy, can I just You're ask... You're welcome. Your name? My, uh, my name is Ian Lee. You've probably heard Ian of me. Lee. I have indeed. Where do, ah, here we go. This is it, you see. Where, where, do you, where do you remember me from, Sandy? I don't know, Ian. Mm, that's <laughs> have, have you ever heard of the radio station Talk Radio? I have heard of Talk Radio, yes. Do you listen to it? I will now. Yay! <laughs> we got one! <laughs> Sandy, you're a good sport, and I'm, I'm, uh, best of luck with things, and I, I, I hope you, you get your money back soon. Thank you ever so much, sir. Have a lovely evening. Thank you very much indeed. Proof, if proof be needed, that I would say Slough was nicer. There's only, there's only one person who can tell us, though, which was the nicest. Alan, who was nicest? Was it the pl- people in the north or the people in Slough? Um, I would say people from the north. No, but did you just hear our experiment? No, because I'm coming back with my tail between my legs. Oh! It, what? 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 Beyond me would have found that funny. Sorry? Beyond me would have found that funny. What's going on, Alan? Why? Well, come on, man. I don't want to fall out with you. You're like, you're like my brother if, um, you know, if I was really unlucky. Why? Why? What? What is going on with you, Cads? Come on, man. Okay, let's rewind to Friday night. Yes. Ten o'clock. I think I've had normal. Yes. Expected to hear either Ed or Cats oh. on the phone. So bus. your tail's not quite as between your legs as it was 30 seconds ago. Yes. No, I'm, no, I'm sitting the scene. No, may I get some immature? No, 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 no. No, you don't. You get someone who stepped in at short notice and who's a very highly skilled and trained professional and was an absolute joy to work with. That's who you get. That's who answered the phone. Her name was Holly. And boy, oh boy, I would welcome her back any time of the day because she was she was an absolute star. But carry on. This is my opinion, not the views of you or talk radio. No, it's just it's just rude. But carry on. Holly, she said to me, you can't talk to Ian tonight, call back next week. No, she didn't say that. That's what she did. No, she didn't say you can't talk to Ian tonight. She said, she said, Alan, maybe don't, maybe not tonight, why don't you try next week? Because that's what I asked her to say. I told her to say those things. So the, don't have, your, your beef with Holly is misplaced. You got beef with me, Alan. Let's have it, big fella. Come on, give us your best shot. Come on. No, I, I've got no, I have no ammo to give. Come on, dude, listen, here's the thing, right? Sometimes me and Kath and Ed and, and Holly and whoever is, is working on no, the phones... Holly, I've 
been unknown to me. Yeah, well, listen, sometimes we just say, look, well, that person's... But you've been on, like... I think that was the third or fourth night in a row you called in. The fuck... No, called Monday. Well, that, OK, so that was the fourth night in a row. The switchboard was really busy at the start of Friday's show. And sometimes, you know, we just move things around a bit, dude. And if that happens, be a man, suck it up, but, and um, just go, OK, well, I'll sit back and enjoy the show, and I'll try next week. And stop uh, deleting stuff on Facebook, you pudding! I created that um, fan page. Of yeah, me. I know, but, but someone else, that. someone else did all the hard work. Jim did all the hard work. I so. created it, and then Jim took over. No, Jim did all the hard work, and you no, deleted. I created it in the first yeah, place. Yeah, but Jim did all the hard work, and you deleted. Delete my number two. Yeah, well, that's rude. But you deleted all of his hard work. And for that, I apologise to Jim. Thank you very much indeed. You see, guys, ladies and gentlemen, progress. Just we thought we'd got rid of him. We thought, we prayed that that was the end, but no, there will be a sequel, and it will star Alan Caddick. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number, the late-night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. The phones are empty. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Man, I'm fat. I tell you what, I do really hate myself. I'm so fat. I hate it. Here's the thing. I'm trying to lose weight. I won't say that I ate two burgers tonight, because then the, the, they'll get wise. You ate mine as well. There we go. But I got home last night, I weighed myself. And I'm back up to 16 stone again. I'm back up. I'm back up, guys. Back up to 16 stone. And uh, then I went and had two burgers and a milkshake. How does that... Ah, oh, man, I... Tomorrow's another day, my friend. To eat more food, no. you fat git. No, we'll be you good big tomorrow. fat git. And listen, I'm not. I'm not in any way knocking fat. You know, fat people. Yeah, you know, but I am fat, and I don't like being fat. And people say, "Well, you should." Uh, what you need to do is, uh, you need to learn to love yourself. Well, okay, yeah, sure, but uh, it's going to be harder when there's more of me. The less of me there is, the easier it will be to love myself. Do you? Let me ask. Can I ask you a personal question? Go on. Do you? Hate yourself? N- not mind yourself or love yourself? Probably the middle. For the Do, most part. Is it ever, does it ever go to any of the extremes? Not really. Never? Really? Mm-hmm. Ed, Ed, get on the, 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 the thing, right? Do you hate yourself? You put your headphones on, buddy. It's all right, mate. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. I'm not going to tell you off this time. That's coming, though. Yet. Wow, you're loud. Do you ever... <laughs> 
<laughs> they won't bully you like this at the BBC. No, there'll be touching involved there. Do, <laughs> do you, um, do you, what, what is your most, I, 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 know, I think I know what the answer is this, but uh, what is your most common state of mind? Self-loathing, okay, or um, self-loving? I don't mean that in a rude sense. Uh, self-loving in, the, in not the rude sense. You, really? You go, you go there? I go there. Now, I know, is that... I'm going to ask a question that's going to sound rude, and I don't mean... Well, not, it, not like on, on the levels of no, 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 some no. other... No, 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 and, there's, and, I, and I'm not interpreting that as an arrogant thing. I think it's a great thing. Yeah. I think we should all aim to be, um, uh, to be able to love ourselves. Because, and I say this, um, dear listener, how can we love someone else if we don't love ourselves? Thank you very much indeed. There's Thanks, the Oprah. Philo- there's the philosophy for you. But is that because, do you think you have a Christian faith? Do you mm-hmm. think that that gives part of it or is it is that or is it something else you would say i've been very vague because it's a vague thing I, th- I think part of it's that yeah and part of it is probably the you know the upbringing i've had from my family as well you had a good upbringing I had a good upbringing everyone was, you know, everything was solid everything was solid all my siblings are a lot older than me as well so they oh, always looked after me what's the age gap between you and the next one 10 years wow yeah, i'm the accident so oh, you, he's the baby you were a proper baby that explains yeah. it yeah oh wow thank you well, he's, he's leaving next week i don't know anything about him he's everyone's little prince uh, <laughs> there was a there was a call we just missed from a from a poll i think if i don't know if, we, if that was any guy i don't know thank you Ed. oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand i just because it, i um I, i'm i'm surprised that he that he said that i'm glad he said that that's great he's in a position to to, to feel like that because i as you know Catherine, i hate myself i hate myself i wonder if i've got the book here i haven't got the book i've been reading about david letterman right i don't know very much about him but i've really enjoyed the book and um he is uh he's he hates himself really hates himself self-loathing and there's a brilliant line i tweeted it i tweeted it i tweeted it let me read this line hang on a second give, give me uh 30 seconds and there's a brilliant line there that sums up... I don't know how you work. Twitter, how do I go to my profile? Click on my picture, don't I? Profile. Oh, God, blimey. G- g- give me 20 minutes. It's just granddad on the computer. Let me go to media. Because I tweeted this a couple of days ago. There's me on the roof. There's me and Eddie Large. There's me with Pokemon Go on my Kindle Fire. There's me with Eddie Large. Eddie Large. Here we go. Here we go. Let's, listen to this. This is a... I, I wonder if, the, if if you will understand this. I I, I read this and it was like... Well, I've never heard such a... F- I've never heard this expressed so well. Mm-hmm. So after he quits the show, towards the end of the show, um, during this time, Letterman began to speak openly about suffering from depression. In interviews, he said antidepressants had saved his life. David Letterman. On the show, he talked frankly with Howard Stern about his social awkwardness. Here's the quote. There are certain kinds of people who lament the fact they don't have close friends but don't do anything to create close friendships. I'm kind of like that. That sentence is amazing. There are certain kinds of people who lament the fact they don't have close friends but don't do anything to create close friendships. Now, my friend Conan came around the other day because, you know, God, six, eight months ago, me and my boy started making that electric guitar. We painted it. And then the building of it was beyond my ken. It involved a little bit of drilling and, and, and soldering and I just couldn't do it. And um, I, I, I kind of kept putting it off, and I was aware that I was putting it off. Long, I was, I was doing what my dad used to do. And what my dad used to do was, he'd promise we'd do something, it would never get done. When are we doing it? I will do it soon. When are we doing it? And, and, and never. And, and in the end, I kind, I thought I mustn't be that. I mustn't be like my dad. 
So um, when we came back from New York and I was fired up and I got in touch with my friend Conan, who's a really good friend, I've known him for years, and um, he's had experience at putting a guitar taking a guitar apart and putting it together by the way you can call in 0344 499 1000 not necessarily about this just this is just what's coming out my head and um so he came round and um it came round sun no it wasn't sunday because that was eddie large saturday came round saturday and um it was brilliant we sat outside because it was kind of a nice day underneath the garage door rained a little bit but we were okay and um he, I, I said to him, you should, have, you should work with kids, because he was explaining everything to my five- and seven-year-old brilliantly, at just the right level. Wasn't too grown-up, wasn't patronising. It was just the right level that kept the boys engaged and focused. It was, it was incredible to see. And honestly, he got it spot-on. Because quite often, well-meaning adults will, OK, then, right, so what we're going to do today is... And he wasn't. He got it spot on and he let uh, you know he let we, we all took turns in drilling bits and my boy drilled a bit and my, we all drilled a bit and we kept that we kept the eldest attention for about an hour and a half and well, then they good. it was great and then they were going off to um to go camping so they they went off and yeah, it was just me and Conan and his lovely wife Ruth um and we, we finished it and you've seen it the guitar works it works now it, it's built and my boy is thrilled with it when he saw it Oh, his face. He took it into school this week. You know what that is? Yeah. A proper treasure. Yeah, oh, exactly. Here's the thing. He's going to think that's cool for ages. Then he's going to get bored with it. Then he's going to get embarrassed with it. And then he's going to forget about it. And then he's going to discover it again. When I'm dead, probably. I don't say that to be morbid, but he might discover it when I'm dead. And go, flipping it. Remember that guitar? I've still got it. Uh, and it looks stunning. It's called the Rainbow Rock Guitar, he's called it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks and it sounds, for a 54 quid Chinese guitar kit, it sounds brilliant, right? It sounds absolutely spot on. And, and, and it was a thrill of a day. Um, but just going back to this, this quote, because it links up. There are certain kinds of people who lament the fact they don't have close friends, but don't do anything to create close friendships. I'm kind of like that, says David Letterman. And I read that and it was like... Jeez, that is that is me. And I was talking to Conan, and this, you know, Conan's Conan's brother nearly died right, of leukemia. He was, as far as I was aware, he was going to die. Um, and they fixed him, and they killed him, and they fixed him. Did they? Yeah, no, they fixed him. Well, you never him. told me that. Oh, sorry, I, I left you left you hanging. Sorry, I, I, I don't think I'm breaking any great confidence. He was, yeah, they fixed him. Well, that's wonderful. Absolutely fixed him, and he's fine. That's going to have a blood test, I think, every three months or something, you know. But he's they, they, they cured him. Um, so I've not seen as much of him recently because of that. And, uh, he, and I've got stuff going on, you know, in my life. As well. I've got stuff going on. There's always stuff going on. Stuff, and I, I bring a certain amount of it to the show, but there's certain stuff that is private that I don't bring to the show. So I've got stuff. And, 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 and Ruth very tactfully disappeared for an hour. You know, she just went and disappeared for an hour somewhere in our house. She may have been stealing all of our jewellery. I don't know. I've not checked. But she was just suddenly she wasn't there. And, um, and Conan was, was chatting. And he said, how's things going, man? And I said, well, here's the thing. The show's going well. We're doing really, the show is the best it's ever been. Really proud of it. No one's listening, which is disappointing. And that creates a certain amount of job insecurity. But artistically, I'm feeling very, very satisfied because the show is going great. And I, and I said, but um, I'm really lonely, man. I'm really lonely. And as I was talking to him, it dawned on me, I haven't got, I've got three friends, really. I've got you, um, Conan, and my mate Simon. Now, Simon lives miles away. He lives um, in B Bristol. 
going to say Bristol. Careful, because every time... If I say Bristol, he lives in Bath. If I say Bath, he lives in Bristol. I never get it right. Um, he lives in Bristol. Bristol. Yeah, he does. He does live in Bristol. And, um, and so I don't see him very often. And he's... Um, I, I, I think that as a friend, I can sometimes be quite destructive in term, and corrosive in terms he of relationship. He loves you. He does. But I think for his own sanity, he has taken a step back. Yeah. Good for him. Well done. That's that's what it's all about. And I've not seen Conan because he's been dealing with his brother, and I see you every day, and that's great. Um, but I, it just dawned on me, I haven't, really, I haven't got any friends really apart from the three of you I haven't got any friends do you know I, you've got three proper friends and that is more than a lot of people have. well yeah well 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 but, but they're like I, proper friends but then i don't have like a quaint and i'm not saying this for a sob story i'm just saying it because it, I, it this is you know the show it goes where it is and paul i'll come to you in a minute and just this quote from this letterman book which i think i've enjoyed this book way more than i should have done um but this quote and it was just it just struck me as oh god wow the, 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 the other people and i put it on twitter and loads of people went yeah yeah that's me that's me complaining about not having friends but they're not doing anything to create and um uh, 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 uh stimulate friendships and i don't i wouldn't here's the thing i don't know i wouldn't know how to create a friendship now, the age of 44, and I'm doing a lot of death maths. Jesus, I'm doing a lot of death maths. But the age of 44, I wouldn't know how to create. I haven't got, and I haven't got any friends I could phone up and say, do you want to go to the pictures? Do you want to go out for a coffee? Do you want to meet for lunch? I haven't got any of that. And um, I don't know why I'm telling this story, but it just it just popped into my head that that was a, that was a, a thing, and that seemed to be where we were going. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Is that aircon on? Because it's blooming hot. and It's, it's blowing getting, down my back, so yes. It's getting steamy windows Let on the try. old periscope. Me, uh, a... Paul, I will come to you after this break. You're listening to The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk. With the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, Simon, we phoned up at the um, Crown Posada in Newcastle. Hmm. He's just tweeted me. How dare you put me on the radio? I'm going to kill you. No, he hasn't. Um, Simon Moore. Hello, Ian. This is Simon from the Crown Posada. We're definitely going there when we go to Newcastle. Um, I regret not saying that I know you from your monkeys reissues and the Richard Herring podcast. I'm pleased to hear from Simon for two reasons. <laughs> One, because that's a really nice message. And two, because it proves once and for all that people from the north are nicer. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll send Simon a tweet and see if he wants a couple of tickets to come to the show on the Sunday. Might well, let's give him a couple of these. Can we spare them? <laughs> <laughs> Time to bring the pub. I think we might be able to. I don't know. Evening, Paul. Sorry, you've been waiting for ages. What you got for us, boss? You're right, mate. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kev. Hiya. Uh, do you know who a girl called Justin Keish is? Justin Keish? Kish, K-I-S-H. K-I-F-H. Kish. Kish, no. Kish. Well, she's a legend. If you look on uh, the internet, you'll see it. She's one of these cage fighters, the MMA fighters. Oh, the mixed martial arts. Anything goes. She's the one yeah, you well, don't know. Oh. <laughs> she, she, was, she was having a fight on Saturday night. Yeah. And she was getting battered by this other girl. Yeah. And the other girl got her in a choke and was strangling her. Yes. And the other girl was wriggling to get out. Yes! Disgusting. And she pooed herself all in the ring. <laughs> Whoa. 
It was like two big cow pats. Right? Hey, mate! Whoa! Yeah. That... And everyone went on Twitter going on about it, and she lost the fight. And give her a do. Do you know what she said? Go on. She said, I'm a warrior. I lost. I'm going to come back. Shit happens. Yay! <laughs> that was a technical knockout, surely. A technical squeeze-out, anyway. <laughs> that is outrageous behaviour. That, that, yeah. I've never heard of anything more disgusting in my life. Very funny. Were you there, or you just see it on Twitter? No, no, I was watching it. I watched it on the on the BT Sport on a Saturday night. Oh, that it yeah. was on the telly. So that means yeah, there's footage yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wicked! I'll have to chase. If you're just following the uh, MMA poos, and you'll see it. Cut I see what I'm going to do. MMA poo. I'm going to type in. <laughs> <laughs> MMA yeah. poo. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Because the internet is M M A poo. Let's see if it comes up. Yeah. What was the name? Justine. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, no, these are blokes. Oh, no. no, there's, no, one, no. there's one called, there's a bloke called the Brown Bomber. No, I don't want to watch. No, no, just, just in case. Just in case. Hang on, mate. It, it, it turns out it's quite a common thing. <laughs> Justine is her name. Justine. Yeah. Justin Kish, K-A-S-H. Um, no, it's just blokes doing it. There's a lot no. of blokes doing it. No. Here we go. Oh, no, Justin Kish. No. 17 yeah. hours ago. Here we go. Here we go. Let's, um, let's go from the Bronx Broadcasting Network. That's appropriate. Why is it called a Bronx cheer? Hey, what's up? First thing I like to say is... She leaves two cat pats in the ring. All right, right? mate. You've... Oh, jeez, look oh, at that. They've they, they got no shoes on. Here we go. Okay, right now. Oh, hang on a minute. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, see. Here we go. BBN. Jack Frost. What? You can't script this shit. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Fine. I don't know. I did not hear what well, you said there. I wish but. he had. Um, th- thank you very much. Uh, Ed's just gone off to have an MMA. Um, <laughs> to have a Justine. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Dearie me. Oh, I've got another Paul. Evening, Paul. Hello, you're right. Yeah, I'm disgusted, but go on. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of that picture because that's thoroughly upsetting. All I can say is thank God for incognito mode. There we go, you <laughs> see. It's just outrageous, isn't it? <laughs> it's unreal, man alive. <laughs> what you got for us, Paul? Uh, well, I, I tweeted you uh, about ghosts. <gasps> oh, yeah, no, you were, you've been tweeting me a bit. Too. Go on, so, so, so you, you're a go- you were or you are a ghost hunter? No, were. You were not anymore. Why? Why not? Because ghosts don't exist. Well, yeah, yeah. And I set I set out to, with with that in mind, but to kind of meet all the weird and wonderful people about it, and uh, they're all mad as a box of frogs. <laughs> I've been on a couple of ghost hunts, to, mainly to oh, yeah. um, mainly to sort of suburban houses. I did it a couple of times. We're in the the, the, the BBC, and um, they're normally um, well. They're obviously, it's generally women, although that bloke in that, that pub was obviously a bloke. Um, uh, 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 eccentric. <laughs> eccentric. Thank you, Catherine. That's the <laughs> delicate way of putting it. So why, So when did you start doing this, Paul? I started probably, what, 12, 13 years ago? Yeah. And then gave it up probably four or, no, probably six years ago. Because it just got silly, <laughs> if I'm really honest. People... How, did you ever sorry. see anything... That no, made not. you think, well, maybe there's something there. No, no, it could all easily be explained, or yeah. it was just them kind of, you know, hopefully dreaming that yeah. Aunt Doris was coming back. Yeah. <laughs> this is what uh, I found when we went on ours. Yeah, that 
where I felt like I was being a real stick in the mud by trying to just <laughs> to try by staying realistic. Yeah. And they were really, really keen to jump to the conclusion that what we were seeing was, you know, supernatural. But to the point where you think not all of this can be supernatural. I mean, and you None just of it's supernatural. No, I know, I know, I know. And you just think, oh. They believe there's no point in doing this. They believe, and they're they're reading everything the same way. Um, what what um, so what what kind of places were you going to? Like terraced houses and stuff, or did you go to oh, old no, mansions? No, no. no, we went all over the place. I've I've stayed overnight in the Tower of London on my own. Uh, I've been in loads of guild halls in London. Yeah. Stayed in those on my own. Uh, Nottingham Castle, Nottingham, like the dungeons underneath the caverns. Yeah. All yeah. sorts of places. And nothing. And absolutely nothing. Not nothing. Did you do that, um, that recording where you, 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 uh, get a blank tape and you, you press record and you ask questions and then play it back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get some voice. Oh, well. no. The EVP's rubbish. Of course it is. Oh, it's all rubbish. If you, if, the thing is about them, right, is if you play them out to people and you go, I oh, listen to this, it clearly says, help me. And you've told them what to expect. Yeah. yeah. And they're sat there going, oh, yeah, I can definitely hear it. Oh, we must go and help that little girl. Here's the thing I did quite enjoy about the ghost hunt. I enjoyed being left alone in the darkness and just feeling a little bit scared. But it's when everyone yeah, else that, came that's in. Quite the nice, that's quite yeah. the nice bit. That's a life-affirming bit. Yeah, because it's, you know, th- there is an atmosphere in places, and I can see why rumours might yes. start. But yes. I found as soon as they started tramping about, it completely killed any atmosphere. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, um, I do wonder if... The people that believe in it and create a hullabaloo, um, <laughs> I do think some of them... I do think some of them believe in it, but I do think some of them are showmen yeah, and charlatans. showing off. Yeah. Well, it, it, you see, then, then you run into the whole world of what they call psychics and, and the like and people like that, and they, they kind of got intertwined with uh, going and staying supposedly haunted places. Yeah. And uh, they're all charlatans in my eyes as well. Well, here's the thing, right? Because we, um, I did this show with Eddie Large on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the best question, I've said this, the best question, we'll play some of it out this week. I'll, I'll bring in the recording this week and Kath can do some magic. The best question was, Eddie, have you ever seen a ghost? And he went, no, 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 no. And then he remembered, and he told a brilliant story about going to see Doris Stokes. Actual yeah, Doris yeah, yeah. Stokes went to her house and um she he said that she told him about his mum and how his mum had died right. about um a, a, and this always makes me uncomfortable but i'm going to say it because this is what him and his wife shared about a, a baby that they had lost um okay. midterm i think and right. about how the mum was up there looking after the baby girl um and 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 he kind of bought into it, and, I, and I've put this invitation out, and I put it out all the time, right, to any psychics or mediums that, mm-hmm. that, that think they're real, come on the show, come and sit in here and do it, do it, come and do it, they do should. it for me, and if you, can, if you can tell me stuff that only I know about dead relatives, then beautiful. Here's the thing I found yeah. really interesting about that story. Yeah. He said that she lived in a really modest, sort of terraced house. Yeah. She wasn't in... And he did mention a different psychic and how well, he's got a great big mansion in Southport somewhere. And yes. he, he lives in a very sort of showy, showbiz kind of way. And he said that she just went about her business quite quietly. Mary loves dick. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but the, there wasn't that showiness about it. You know, she wasn't doing yes. it to be in the papers or anything like that. And it meant something to them. And I don't know. The, thing is, the, the, the problem I've got with that, right, is that, you know, if, if you lose 
a friend or yeah. you know a mum or dad and you go and speak to a psychic then your memory of that person is is somewhat tainted mm. because you now believe that they've carried on and they're you know they're off and they're looking after whoever yep. and they're, they're with everybody else so you've got kind of got these weird memories of this person that hasn't happened so your your perception of that person you loved has completely changed and that's that's why i think psychics are charlatans yeah and you also get the feeling that I don't know. I think if you buy into it, what you assume that they are watching you and somehow you're not totally responsible for your actions anymore, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If they're watching you and if they're trying to communicate with you, like on the TV programmes Most Haunted and stuff like that, why do they come out with the most banal and boring stuff possible? Mm. Why do they tell you about your curtains being um, What do you do now then, Paul? <laughs> where do, where, where, what, what do you do for um, kicks now? Uh, I've gone back to university at uh, the ripe old age of 38 and doing my PhD. In parapsychology. Music! <laughs> oh, you old square. Uh, and yeah. how, how are you finding that? Are you are you the oldest person on the course? Uh, yeah, by a long shot. Isn't that funny? They're all 18 and yeah. one of the DJs. Yeah, isn't that funny? Because I remember we had an old boy on our... An old boy. He probably was about 38. On um, uh, when I was at university, when I was nineteen twenty, uh, 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 Charlie, um, Charlie, there were two people called Charlie. Was it Charlie Merrick? And um, he had the strongest hash, <laughs> but um, uh, he did. Um, but we all laughed at him, yeah, because he was old. Well, actually, we should be going. Oh, flipping it! Well done, mate. We had a couple in my class, Isn't that terrible? and they would always be the ones, right? Yeah. On a Friday afternoon, for example, mind you, every day was Friday at university for the first couple of years. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, th- th- you'd see the clock ticking over, and you think, yeah. right, we're about done. Everyone starts packing up, ready to yeah. go, and carry on with their, uh, you know, social lives. And then it would be, has anyone got any more questions? The elderly hand at the back would yeah. go up because they knew why they were doing it. Yeah. They were doing it because they absolutely loved it, whereas we were doing it as a means to a drunken yeah. end, you know. Uh, well, Paul, listen, I hope it works out for you, mate. Nice one. Cheers, buddy. Thank you very much. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um Someone has... Uh, the lighter side of MMA has sent me this. Um, where's the audio? Uh, why can't we... Now, hang on a minute. I can't hear that for some reason. I'm really desperate to... Um, hang on a minute. No, 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 no. Let me just have a little refresh, a little refresh more of the old page. Where uh, here we go? We should be able to hear this if I do that. Let me do that. Bishy bashy boshy. Oh no! Bloody computers! Computers, isn't it? There we go. Cheers. Here we go. Here we go. Hang on. It's doing that spin. So wait, when? Why can't we hear it? I really. I what really... are you expecting to hear? <laughs> <laughs> yes i am actually um i'll see if i can get that to work during the break oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio the radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night late night ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk okay there was no sound we just watched it it is Disgusting. I think it's uh, better. Hey, here we go. <clears throat> this was in the papers today. You all right, boss? Clip all the bits. He's asleep do. now. <laughs> he is. We can do all... Hey, he is asleep. Right. So, I need to find a firework shop um, this week, Thursday, because you're a coward. Mm. I'm going to go up. Or, or we can do it on Friday when you bring your girls in. So I'll take the girls up on the roof. No. Let me t- tell you what. Friday, um, we'll, we'll give them a real treat. I'll take the girls up on the roof, and they can um, each hold a, a, a rocket as it, and I'll, I'll light it and go off. I'll be what a thrill for them. How what about a unique... I use you? Yeah. And by you, I mean your backside 
to launch a few rockets. There used to be a great act. When I was about 15, 16, started coming up to London from Slough and um, have a few beers. And me and my friend Malcolm, we look older than we were, so we go to a few clubs and have a few beers. We went to the Marquee Club and the Borderline and a few other clubs. And we'd often go and see Frank Sybottom. That's what we got for Frank Sybottom. Sometimes this, the man from Del Monte, which is this band that John Ronson managed. Sometimes both. But often on the bill with Frank Sybottom, he'd often be paired with, like, weird indie bands, like the Sand Kings. The Sand Kings went on to become, um... Spaceman, I always wanted you to go into oh, Spaceman. Babylon Zoo. Yeah. Flipping, eh? Um, they were terrible then as the Sand Kings. But you often get, like, variety, comedy variety acts. And there was one guy called Chris Lynham. <laughs> It was the most insane act. Imagine 15, 16. We're there, we're, we're steaming drunk on, on, on two pints of beer. In the marquee, I think, the first place I saw him. So, so overwhelmed by the history of this place. And um, <clears throat> it comes out. I, it wasn't stand-up. He did this really long 10-minute routine. I can't remember much about the routine. Some of it's on YouTube, where he's eating a bar of chocolate. He's just shoving a big bar of chocolate into his mouth. And it, was, and it was weird, and we just loved it because it was weird. It's like, what the, what the hell is this bloke doing? Then at the end, his finale, and we saw him do it three times, and I'm proposing recreating this on the roof of um, Talk Radio this week. Can I just check? doesn't involve faeces, does it? No, no. Well, no, not directly. Oh, God. He would strip off naked, <sighs> put his willy between his legs so he couldn't see Already, it. Already, I'm thinking maybe not front of my girls. He was inside... He'd get a Roman candle, shove it up his ass, and light it. <laughs> oh my god! You've never seen anything like it in your life. It was, and he had big, wild hair. Not obviously surprised. insane. I wonder if Chris Lynham still around. Type in Chris Lynham rocket. There'll be a picture of him. I bet you. I bet you. Chris Lynham. Yeah, and it was such. And, and there'll be people listening. How are you spelling Lynam? L-Y-N-A-M. Like Des. I think he was Des's um, younger brother. Um, is it there? There are pictures. Can I, can I see a picture? Because I've not seen him for years and years and years. Oh, look. I think he lives in Zimbabwe now. And he comes back like once every five years. Does a load of gigs. Get money and go back. That's what I Here we go. There's a picture of him with some... Yeah, he's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Here's a better picture. Oh, beautiful. Can you tweet that, please? I'll retweet that. That's what... I mean, that is a great act in the tradition of great British music hall. So I... <laughs> oh, my God. Go on. Just this look on his face. <laughs> it's a br- that is a brilliant picture. That looks recent as well. Yeah, still at it. Tweet 2016. That. Oh, he's still alive. Oh, that's such good news. That is such good news. Well done, Chris, mate. Honestly, I saw you at 15. Honestly, seeing him at the marquee, it would have been 1988, made me realise that anything was possible. That it, 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 it was like it was kind of like seeing Kaufman. I imagine it just made me think, Christ, there's a bloke up on stage naked with a rocket up his bum. You can do anything, and um, I'm proposing. That I take your um, girls, who I think they're eight and five. Yes. I take them up on the roof on Friday, and I recreate that act for them, and they can light it. They can be involved. <laughs> they can. They, they can use safety matches. <laughs> of course, yeah. for, for children. <laughs> but t- of course, tell them if I don't go off, they must not approach me. <laughs> um, 
Uh, you know what? They would actually probably love that. Of course they would. Who, who wouldn't love it? Who wouldn't love a bloke shoving a firework up his bum and lighting it? It is the most impressive visual. It was what a finale. And you pity the poor act that had to come on after that and do a set. There's no oh. way they could they could come and do a set after that. This bloke reminds me. Yeah. The woman with the burnt bum on Naked and Afraid. Oh, yeah. What's happened to her? We'll, we'll watch a bit more of that in a bit towards the oh, end of the good. show. So, I'm going to go up this week and I'm going to set fireworks up on the roof. Um, now I know how to get to the roof. The view up there is amazing. I, um, I've i just got to find one of those year all year round, we sell black cat um, firework shop. And I'm just wondering. There must be. There, mu- I live near Slough. There must be one in. There must be about three in Slough. I'm gonna buy a big, big load of fireworks, bangers. Um, uh, Catherine will. Where are you gonna hammer that? No, I was, I was making a joke about sticking a firework on you. Um, uh, rockets. Um, basically, or, or if it explodes and goes up, makes a loud noise. I'm doing it on the roof this week. What could possibly go wrong in the current climate? Mate, I don't get it, right? The Sikhs, when they celebrate Diwali, right, they're not going to bow down to ISIS. Oh, we're not doing Diwali this year. We are Sikhs because of ISIS. Mate, Guy Fawkes died for your sins on the cross. No, he didn't. I'm a Protestant. came back. Are you? Mm. you Listen, that is a terrible lifestyle. Do you want me to give you some money? (laughs) <laughs> oh, Protestant, sorry. I do apologise. We're doing a firework display on the roof this week. Oh, God. Please don't tell the... He falls in. He did. He said during the lunch, well, I, I'm always asleep by about half past ten. Yeah. Sucker. All right, mate, thanks a lot. Might as well just give me the keys to your Ferrari, you muppet. Don't tell him I said that, though. He's a very nice NASA's guy. NASA's found aliens. Boss, life is out there. NASA... This is from the star. NASA (laughs) is on the brink of revealing aliens do exist. The flipping out in there. Can I just give you a quick Twitter newsflash? Yes, please do. You know, the last thing I tweeted was that um, fella sticking a. Oh yeah, yeah. I've just been followed by Paul Kendall, the associate editor of Culture at the Daily and Sunday Telegraph. (laughs) 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 Welcome, Paul. Welcome. Have you t- I'll retweet that. That's you, well, you at Flipping Cast if yeah. you uh, um, yeah. want some of that. And she loves, loves, loves dick pics. Um, boss. I've got enough pictures of you. Of NASA <laughs> says life is out there. NASA is on the brink of revealing aliens do exist. I'm ignoring that, but it's going. It's getting logged in here. Ofcom. The American Space Agency now knows. Now knows there is intelligent life in space. Hacking group Anonymous says. Excuse me, I can see your cleavage. And I'm, I'm boiling, mate. I couldn't give a stuff. Okay, I've got this on. I've got any trousers on. In a YouTube video, a masked man claiming to be part of the group says NASA chief Thomas Zerbichin revealed the news at a Congressional Space Committee hearing. He allegedly said, "Jesus, this is incredible." Why is this not the front page? If this is true, why is it? Let's see what the front page is. Is that what he said, all that? No, hang on. Right, the front page of the star is Big Brother is facing axe. Has he got page someone? 19, NASA says there are aliens. Um, 
Our civilization, this is the head, is, is on the verge of discovering evidence of alien life in the cosmos, taking into account all of the different activities and missions that are specifically searching for evidence of alien life. We are on the verge of making one of the most profound and unprecedented discoveries in history. Um, uh, the news comes just days after NASA announced its Kepler telescope had found ten new Earth-like planets. Um, yeah, so there's aliens. That's that sorted, then. We knew it. <laughs> Didn't we? We knew. Oh, look, someone's... Uh, Roger's trying to... This will mean nothing to... This will mean something to a handful of you. Roger, as soon as you get enough money, buy one of... Buy a docking computer, because... Seriously, trying to dock on that game is just a nightmare. A little geeky elite chat there. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Absolutely remarkable. This is an act you're going to tell your grandchildren about. I want you to give him a massive warm welcome. He is the brilliant Mr. Chris Lynan! With no further ado, the firework is inserted. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not sitting there. And to the music of There's No Business Like Show Business. There's no... I forgot. Thank you, Stephen, uh, for uh, tweeting that. I just retweeted that. I forgot he did it while singing. There's no business like show business. It's just, oh man, I saw. I must have seen him about four times, and each time it was just a thrill. There's a man who knows how to serve his audience. <laughs> so I'm going to recreate that up on the roof. I don't know if I would. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with. Uh, sorry. Uh, I don't have a major problem with sticking a firework up my bum. If that if that's what gets us listeners, can't you come and film it? Your girls can film it. Oh. They know how to use um, cameras and stuff. God. Um. Mm, what's this story in the sun? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. A bit tired tonight. Feeling a bit tired tonight. These things happen. We've had a long day. In it though. Been here. Oh, here we go. Swearing is good for you. This will be this will be handy for you, Kath. You've got a potty mouth. When needs be, yes. Swearing can help stroke victims learn to speak again, reduce pain, and relieve stress. Well, I well it, but I thought we knew that. I don't know about the stroke stuff, but I thought we knew that because that's why when we hit ourselves with a hammer or we stub our toes or we step on Lego, we say, "Oh, flip." 
flipping heck. When I was, I've been trying to play, I've been trying to complete this old SNES game on the Xbox. It's a done up version, remastered version of it, called DuckTales, right? I'm trying to, and, we, and, we go, and finally, 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 after about an hour of trying on Sunday, I got, completed the last boss, right? Completed it. You've got to jump on the, the, the you got to jump on the bats and then jump on his head. Flipping it. We did it. And I went, yes, we have done it. I was so proud of my children, and then we did it. But then there's more to go. Then there's lo- Then there's more to go. So then there's a bit where you then got to jump up, get to the top before this bat- evil duck dies, who's got the, the number one dime. Did that. I thought, yeah, I've done it. Then there's another bit where there's like, um, uh, what do they call vol- volcano water? Lava. When there's... Volcano water? <laughs> you knew what I meant. <laughs> you knew what I meant. You knew what I meant, though. When there's all right, <laughs> lava chasing you, magma, the, uh, chasing you up the screen, and I couldn't do that bit, and I and I I was I was sat there with the boys, and I kept going, oh, f- for goodness sakes, oh, sh- shiver me timbers! I'm very good about not swearing in front of the girls. Yeah. Oh, so I thought. Uh oh. Until one of them was playing a game. Yeah. With her dolls, and the doll started crying, and under her breath, yes. my youngest went, "Oh, for sake." Oh really? So obviously I'm quite good at swallowing oh. the swear, but she does hear a little hey. bit of it. Yeah, I'm 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 good at. Like I said I've only said the word cock in front of them when I called a driver a cock, and I forgot the boys were in the car. What does that mean, Daddy? Oh, so I'm just calling him a male hen, of course. My mum um, was the first one to let one slip in front of the girls, though. Oh, because they said. Um, Mm. We were talking about. I quite like teaching them old-fashioned things, like when the youngest was about oh, two, chimney and only, sweeping, and only just speaking. Yeah, one of her catchphrases was "How dare you!" Oh, how dare you! So someone would say something to her, and she'd say "How dare you!" Anyway, so then one day she she used to say "Oh bother," and "Oh blow." Yeah, and then she said, um, "If you hurt yourself, you must say oh bother, oh blow, or if you're grandma, you say oh chips." <laughs> 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 oh chips swearing can help stroke victims learn to speak again reduce pain and relieve stress a scientist claims when i want tips on broadcasting i shall ask a professional broadcaster who works in a radio studio dr emma burns said colorful language has medical and physical benefits and doctors should encourage it In one study, subjects were able to keep their hands plunged in icy water for 50% longer if they were allowed to cuss. I've seen that experiment about five times. Right. Do a new one. Um, uh, okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna chop your hands off and, um, we'll see. Swearing's not gonna do that. (laughs) Swearing's not gonna cut it. But, but, no, the, the blade will. But the machete will, my, uh, my machete. How, could you... Could you? I suppose there is, isn't there? Because there are those horrific videos, of course, where they, they, they cut that. No, no, no. I'm no. Train of, you know you're saying this out no, loud. I, no, no, no. I was just wondering. My, OK, I'll tell you where I was going. Can you get a, a knife that's sharp enough to cut through bone? But, of course, there we are, though. But then there's not much well, bone there, is there? Let me tell you something. In the that old... was horrific. Sorry, I do apologise. Sorry, that's just where I was just wondering if you could get. A, could you get? Could you get a knife that, if you wanted to, could just chop right yes. through your arm there? Yes. Okay. Sharp fine. enough. In the olden days, it needs me- to be ceramic. The ceramic knives are sharper than the metal one. Porcelain, ceramic. Not porcelain. Ceramic, ceramic knives are sharper than metal ones. That's it, a fact. In the olden days, yeah. People who were royal, yeah. If they were being executed, royalty, royalty, we call them. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's another way of saying it. You're Anne Boleyn type. Hello. Would pay... Yes. ...to have a swordsman rather than an axeman, because do you know when they chopped their heads off with an axe, it didn't come off clean? You would, they would be hacking <coughs> away for ages. It would be horrible. I would always, as I've said, if I were to be executed and I had the choice, I would go for Madame Guillotine. When did they stop the uh, electric chair in the States? Quite recently. Mm. This century? Early yeah. 2000s? I'm sure. The electric chair. Don't Google it. Google I doesn't exist. Unless we're looking for pictures of men with fireworks up their bum. Maybe listeners always, will know. Always. It's 03, one of my favourites. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. When did they stop the electric chair? Because that always... I mean, it, it's weird to think that we stopped hanging people in this country. When was... Ruth Ellis was the last woman. 60s. Yeah. Um, it was, 60s. Wasn't Han Ratty the last male? 60... What was that? 64? 60, I'm going to say five. It might even have been 68. Well, no, it wasn't 68. It wasn't as late as 68. No, 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 no. I'm not having that. I am not having that. I don't think... 64.5. I'm saying I would say 64. No later than 64. Is what I'm saying. And I've been spot on so well, far. Well, you probably remember. You're around then, weren't you? No, I, I probably remember because I've read history books and watched documentaries about stuff. Um, about um, volcano water. But, um, all right, um, uh, royal people. But <laughs> it always struck me as odd. The electric, the electric chair. Mm. That is a, that is barbaric. Who thought of that? What sicko came up with Oh, that? do you know what? I know the name of the guy. Isn't it like James somebody? Volt. James Volt. Um, it was, it's James somebody invented the electric chair in sort of like the, the, but I'm, this is all, I don't know I know this, and I can't Google it, but I'm tempted to, but I think James somebody around about 1875, in fact, Google that, Google that, I'm saying the electric chair was invented by James somebody in 1875, here we go, here we go, here we, here we go, I'm going to come to you in a second, Will, just, just, um, electric chair, yes, yeah, go on, go on, buddy. Go on, say it. Alfred P. Southwick. Yeah, yeah, what year? 1826 to 1898. So. What year did he... So he probably invented it in the last 20 years of his life, 1875. Oh, let me tell you. Yeah, you will do. You will tell me and you will bow down before Zod. He was a dentist. Yeah, of course he was. He was, wasn't he? It was developed throughout the 18... So, yes, a sicko. It developed throughout the 1880s as humane alternative to 1880s? Hanging. I said 18... First, first used in 1890. I said 1875. That's as near as damn it. Do you want to know when it was last used? Um, I'm going to say 2006. No. Yeah? 1976. Oh, rubbish. Oh, rubbish. That's wrong. Yes, Will. Good evening, Will. Welcome to uh, the Late Night Alternative. Please spread the word. We need as many listeners as we can get. What have you got Good for us, Will? Good evening. Well, what we, we, we've got a quick question for you, Ian. Yes, Will. We're off out. We're in Sheffield. Oh, we're, party, we're party time. It's part, yeah, it is. It's party time. And we're off. We're going to beer keller, and we want to know what's the best drink we can have tonight. We've had a few. We've had a few beers. We want to know what should we be drinking tonight? Lots of water. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to feel rotten. Maybe a very. Do they do strong coffee? They, well, maybe. Maybe tomorrow morning. I think a strong coffee, um, glass of water, and maybe uh, maybe a Coca Cola just to get a bit of sugar back no, in the nuts. body. Yeah. Is that all right, Will? That's, that's absolutely fine, yeah. Thank you very much indeed. Um, I, um, I, 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 I do like the booze. I don't drink the booze. But I remember when I was knocking the booze on the head, trying to knock the booze on the head, and I went to um, a luxury island, as well as when I was doing the breakfast television show, and being paid more money than one could even imagine. 
New Year Eve. Didn't save any of it for tax, got in terrible trouble. Doesn't matter, that was behind me. Now, but um, we went to this tropical island, the Maldives, a very posh island. Um, uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian Molko from Placebo recommended it to me. Okay. <laughs> He's a judge of holidays, isn't and he? And I was, I was trying to stop taking drugs and drinking. Uh, but I discovered, um, I th- is it the piña colada? Yes. Piña colada. Is that the one that tastes like a milkshake? Yes, it's pineapple. Has it got cream in it? Mm-hmm. Oh, flippin' heck. Do you, do you like piña colada? Yes, I do, mate. They are, like, delicious. You're getting caught in the rain. No, not so much that. But if you've, you've had enough of those piña coladas, then, yeah. Okay. I Honestly, it was like drinking the most delicious boozy cocktail in the world. It was like having a milkshake. And I discovered it. I was like, just just keep them coming, fella. When when you see it empty, you bring another one. Oh, I was hammered. We had a similar experience. We went to the Caribbean being for the first time yeah and we were drinking mudslides oh that's like a boozy chocolate milkshake the thing is right here's the thing kids these days have got it easy because now they've got alka pops hooch two dogs they've got um um the, the what they called the, the jk's you got all of this stuff right you know jk was blue wickets yeah 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 where it doesn't taste like booze when i was a kid you wanted to get drink drunk you had to drink foul-tasting, acidic fluid mm. of varying colours. Mm. It was disgusting. But if you wanted to get hammered, that's what you had to do. The best you could do was slather it in coke, right? But otherwise, yeah. now, though, you go in and go, well, oh, I want to get hammered tonight, but I'm going to drink something that tastes like bubblegum. Ooh, bubblegum. Oh, I want to get hammered, but I'm going to drink something that tastes like um, uh, Farley's Rusk. Ooh, I'm going to have some... You say, it's all there. Vodka jelly, Oh, Ian. for crying out loud. It's too easy for these kids no listen if you want to get drunk you've got to drink stuff that tastes absolutely disgusting absolutely disgusting matt is um matt matt is uh, in the taxi he was in the taxi listening to, uh, to calling us there that's exciting See? he was in a taxi strong coffee maybe a, pe- a pepsi just for a bit of sugar lots um, of water lots and lots of water and i'd have i'd get some chips to soak that booze up if i were you mm-hmm. In one, oh, encouraging profanity has also been shown to help stroke sufferers recover their power of speech. And medics have found getting patients to turn the air blue reduces pain. Dr. Byrne, a research unit scientist at Queen Mary University, also cited chimpanzee Washu, who used cursing as anger management. A chimpanzee, a sweary chimpanzee. Hang on a minute, this one's got a grant for making uh, monkeys swear at the hell of the... Read on, read on. I've heard of making them smoke. She was taught... We don't know, no, 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 correct you there. If they didn't want to do it, they wouldn't do it. So you can't make a monkey smoke. A monkey smokes because it wants to smoke, okay? Can't make a monkey smoke. Same with rabbits and um, uh, shampoo. shampoo in the eyes. They wouldn't, wouldn't allow it in their eyes if they didn't want it. She taught sign language and picked dirty... She, she, oh, she was taught sign language and picked dirty to swear at people. Picked that, what? Well, it says dirty. So is that the oh, word? Oh, she, so she's picked the word, the swear, the sign for dirty. Right. That stopped her throwing poo at them when she was in a rage, back to that MMA. The doc says in her book, I'll oh, get this woman on the show. She's got to get, get this woman on the show tomorrow. Name? Emma Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E. Listen, this is, what a brilliant, t- I love books where the, ti- it, the title tells you everything. Swearing is good for you. What a great title for a book. Beautiful. I'll get her to set, get us a copy of that and get her to come on the show this week. I'd love to talk to her. 
um, that expletives will lose their impact if they become commonplace. But she argues they should be accepted as a useful tool. Oh, this is brilliant, Emma Byrne. I hope we get hold of you. Another study showed swearing helps athletes improve performance. Footy ace Wayne Rooney was once banned for it. Now, he was banned for shout- for calling all the fans, like, winkers or something, wasn't he? He was just... He wasn't banned for swearing. He was banned for being abusive to the fans. Um, oh, that is brilliant. I like that. I've got a website. Oh, send her an email. Ask uh, if she'll come on one night this week. We'll have a chat and tell her I'd love, I'd love a copy of that book if there's any floating around. That, that for me, is my kind of book. Swearing is good for you. Just going to... Uh, if any time you're out and about and so you're, you're effing and jeffing in the, the Costa or, or the restaurant and someone gives you a dirty look, just get that book out and say, look, um, Dr Emma Byrne has written this. It's good for you. It's good for you, actually. So, and I don't want to have a stroke, so... Um, uh, F off, you W. You're welcome. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, we've got another hour of this rubbish to go, dear listener. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine. One thousand is the telephone number. Um, if you are listening abroad, you can call us. Oh, oh, four, four, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. If you're calling from the UK, it costs you pennies, possibly even free for most of you. And we do, here's here's the thing, guys. We call you back. We call you back almost immediately. I can tell you now, we ain't got no calls on the switchboards. If you call up during the news, you, you'll be straight on after the news. 0344 499 1000. You're listening to The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Another hour to go, dear listener. I thoroughly recommend you give us a call. Otherwise, it's just me um, talking rubbish. 0344 499 1000. You're listening to The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. He has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. You can email the studio if you go to um, the website. You know you can listen to us in loads of different ways on DAB if you've got DAB. If you do a deep reach and you can download the Talk Radio app and listen on there. Or there we go. Or, um, or, or if you go to talkradio.co.uk. And if you go to talkradio.co.uk, you can send us an email. And um, they pop up on the screen here. And here's an email here from someone. And I'm going um, to reply, hi, Alex, on air now, fancy coming on to chat about this. Sending that. Right. So this is the email. I propose, this is from a guy called Alex, I propose presenting a high-quality news review and throwback talk show. I will explain what I mean by the throwback concept at interview. It is a journalistic tool I will be using from my background and experience in investigative journalism. My aim, and I like his aim, is to enliven talk radio and discuss issues with a broader palette than the standard left-right analysis, but thinking more globally and geopolitically regards Alex. Now, Catherine, you've been a, a professional... You've been working professionally in radio longer yeah. than me. What do you make about and that? I've done a tiny spate of investigative stuff. Yes. And I would say that that's great. Yep. But... But... 
wouldn't you investigate who the managing editor of the radio station was rather than just sending it into the studio? I don't know. And also, if I can't understand your application email, I don't think I'm going to understand why. If you can't com- convey yourself in, uh, in, in an email in a way that's understanding... Oh, but they're being mysterious. And also, he's sending it at midnight. I like his style. Mm. I like his style. I want to know what this throwback concept yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I that, really do. It's that kind of off-the-wall approach that yep. really grabs the attention, if you send it to the right person. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I'd like... It's uh, really uh, available Well, I've emailed him, and um, from my own email account... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right. So I've got my email account, ian at ianlee.com, right? Yeah. Um, and I've got one for the record label I do. And I've also got a personal email account, a Gmail account. Right? It's not ian at ianlee.com. I had that and I closed it down. It's, it, it's, it, right. It, 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 it's. But why am I reluctant to give that out to people? Because it's the closest thing to your home telephone number these days. Well, but. but it, and I, I, that's Even just, though you've got your answer no, machine on. No, no, no. But this is my thinking was, well, it's like giving out my, my yeah. mobile number. But it isn't. It's nothing like that at all. The fact that people can write to me, ian at ianlee.com, and it's actually, it's quite a faff, because I can't get those emails on my phone, so I have to, um, I have to log on to my computer to get those emails. So why not just give out my Gmail account? I don't know what difference it, it, it would make, really. I, I kind of feel the same, though, about my personal email. But, but, but why? I mean, I, d- I don't, I, I don't, um, Oh, fire workshop in Bracknell. Thank you, Mark. Uh, <laughs> Thanks a bunch. I don't know why I'm so... Prote- hey, look, there's no one out there, look. They've all gone. Do you think the world's finally ended? Oh, I hope so, because I'm so tired of it. I'm getting some pictures done tomorrow, getting new photos done. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get nice headshots. What, fa- what face are you planning to do? Um, Hang on a minute. Oh. That face, kind of happy face, so I can do my sad face. <laughs> oh. It so kind that of kind looks of like face. a constipated face. Here he comes. Hey, mate, you've left the the uh, the uh, ship unmanned. Yeah, it's on right up, Father. Well, yeah, but we could have done anything. anything. I mean, we haven't. You know, you know, you've got that button there, Thanks for pressing the button. Absolute pleasure, buddy. Or Absolute did we? pleasure. Or did we? We did. Get that. Oh, I'll have to take the phone call because he's not there. Yes, hello, line one. Yes, 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 yes. You're on the air. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Ah, hi. Uh, as you have no callers, I thought I would call to give you some theory. Uh, I read recently about the origin of terrorism. <laughs> hey, this, I, hey, listen, I'm up for a laugh. Yeah, the, the origin of terrorism. What's your name, my friend? Daniel. Daniel. All right, Daniel. What, 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 give us um, your theory, or, or the theory you read on the origin of terrorism. Okay. It's called the Youth Bulge Theory. The Youth Bulge? Youth Bulge. It was developed by a bulge. professor in Germany. Okay, the Youth well, Bulge. Well, essentially, essentially, the guy looked at all conflict throughout history. Yeah. For example, why did the Europeans conquer all countries in the world? Yes. Uh, take over America, and he boils it down to the number of sons in a family. So, back from 1400 to 1915, European uh, mothers and fathers had yeah. about six sons each. Okay. The first, the first son got 
the family mm. farm. Yes. The second son maybe got a job in the city. What did the other kids do? They got into trouble because yeah. there was nothing to do. They couldn't okay. get a job, so they joined or died. the army. And they died a lot. <laughs> or they went to fight Indians in America, the yes. Irish, you know? Yes. And in those days, we were the problem because we had the high fertility. Yeah. But today, yes. all the Europeans have one son per family. Yes. But the Muslim countries have... Yes. They've... they've increase the population six times in six decades. Yeah. So the theory goes that that's a theory of disorder. It's the number of sons. So that because we we follow this, and I don't know if I necessarily hold this, but let's just follow it for a bit. So the the reason there's such an increase in Muslimic terrorism is because Muslimic families have six sons. Well, it's not so much the religion. It's the fertility. If you look, for example, in Palestine, in uh, in the Gaza Strip, the average number of sons per father is six. Right, but you could argue, you could argue that the, um, the, 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 the fighting from the Palestinians is because they feel that they are oppressed and they are prisoners and that they have had land stolen from them by the Israelis. We, the, the point of the theory is we can rationalize all the reasons. I mean, in history, there were three theories. One was a sexual theory, men fighting for women, like Troy yeah. or the kidnap of the Sabine women in Rome. Yeah. Then there was the more Marxist theory of we're conquering for the resources. Most people believe this, you know, yeah. oh, the Americans invaded for the oil or Hitler invaded for living space. Yes. But this theory is a statistical like theory. Yeah. He looked at all the countries where there are a large number of youth, men, uh, boys, um, between ages of 15 to 30. For example, you look at South America. Uh, can I stop you there? By, can I, I, yeah, can, yeah, I can shoot down this theory. I can, <laughs> shoot down this, I can shoot down this theory immediately. Okay. India. Um, India has a high... Um, uh, mortality of youngsters. Well, hang and, on a minute. Then, uh, so, well, 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 so you're saying that, that, that lots of Indian children died. Well, but but then that surely that's okay. Well, lots of children. Hang on a second. Lots of children in Pakistan die. But it, it, you could legitimately point to Pakistan as being a hotbed, a breeding ground in inverted commas for um, uh, terrorism. Yeah. But if you look at the what we call the war index, Pakistan has more young sons than India. India has, I think, three per father. Pakistan is more five. Also, you've got to look at the fertility 20 years ago, because those are the terrorists of today. It's been very well studied. In fact, the guy, I can't tell you details, because I used to work in the military and so on. Oh, the guy on. teaches a course in, <laughs> in the Rome NATO school on demography. But it's not something very well known. But there's 1.29, there's 1.2 billion Indians... No, no, but it's the number of uh, kids per father. So if, if, if there's, there's, there's a table actually called the War Index Table. Right. It's been published now in the Washington Examiner um, in an article. Uh, you can find it on the web. Hey, he's, he's, uh, he's, not, he's not wrong. Why the two-state solution doesn't work. More than half like the it. families in India do not have more than two children, according to the 2011 no, census. No, it's a statistic, three, three. It's a statistical oh. uh, thing. Wow. Another part of the theory is that they're completely miserable, right? Yeah. They don't get the, the, the stamina to fight. The, it's, it's when they start competing for jobs and so on, 
and they, 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 they're not on the bread line, let's say, or they're not living in the street in cardboard boxes. That's when the problem starts. So it has a lot of... So what are you saying? We go, and, we go to Pakistan and we kill the fourth, fifth and sixth children? No, no, no. What, what I'm saying is... I point, would be up for that. <laughs> one, of the, one of the ways to solve it is when you give aid. Yeah. If you say, okay, I'll reward you with foreign aid yeah. if you control demography, if you educate yeah. women. Because one thing is, it, when women finish high school or delay firstborn until they're in the mid-20s, yeah. they go from having ten kids to having two. That's what happened to us. Catherine? <sighs> right. Uh, so much of it about this. I like it. I like this. Okay, I think this is it's great. It's not about fertility. It's about some of these countries favouring boy children over girl children. Let's not pretend. Well, there is that problem too. So it's not about nature kill. selecting certain countries to bestow boys, is it? Well, no, but he's not saying that. No, it's a culture. It's a culture. It, you, but he's yeah. not saying that. It, but you know, it, it, in in certain parts of the world, contraception and birth control and abortion. Is and abandoning girl children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, why are you getting so angry about it? I'm not, I'm not, but I just think that this is I'm all a quite, bit facile. Don't, well, I don't think it is facile. I think, genuinely, it's quite interesting. Mm. I, I think he's coming... I think it's bollocks, but I'm enjoying... Oh, yeah, that was the word I was reaching for. I know, but, I mean, well, but I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying listening to this. I don't think it's facile. There's a very, there's a very interesting theory about it in, in terms of China, because China had the one-child-per-couple yeah. policy, Yeah. and when, when the Soviet Union fell... The Chinese leadership felt threatened because they thought all these guys are going to come and cut our heads off now. But there was only one son per couple. Mm. So no father is going to sacrifice his son in a war or a revolution. Tiananmen Square failed. And then the Chinese leadership are very clever. And they thought, okay, we have a 30-year window to enrich a percentage of our population so they don't cut our head off. And what they did is they organized the outsourcing of all jobs from the West to them. So they, they're keeping on the Cold War, and they've essentially defeated us. This is why Donald Trump what, is... What is the name of the fella that, that came up with this? <laughs> Gunnar Heinsohn. You Gu- can look it up, Heinsohn. Gunnar? He's a German. Gunnar Heinsohn. He's a professor in Bremen, University of Bremen. Gunnar is G-U-N-N-A-R. G- hang on a minute. G-U-N-N-A-R. Heinsohn. Heinsohn, H-A-I-H-S-O-N. H-A-H-E-I, sorry, H-E-I-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-E-N-S-
No, the joyriders. You yeah. know, they're all. Yeah, like, no, no, boy joyriders. Yeah, of course. Okay, imagine a country where half the population is fifteen. Well, hang on a minute. You can't, but you can't, but you can't extrapolate. You, 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 you can't extrapolate from you being in McDonald's. <laughs> the the ever the if you the. No, the, I thought about it. You know that we have we don't have enough young, so we don't see all this unrest. You know. But if you go to mm. Mexico, say, half the population is under the age of 15. I, li- I quite like this. I don't know if I buy into it's it, a- but I quite like it. Okay, so it's about... You've, got, so ca- you've got Kath angry, by the way. Well, no, I'm just trying to work it out. I can feel the, vi- the vibe has changed. Trying to unpick some... There's a tough vibe in the... In the stuff. Stuff. No, Hang just, you know, so vibe. you think it's because of a surplus of, of, of young men and with nothing to do? Yeah. Well, he doesn't... He, mean, he's uh, just the, quoting... The conquest uh, of South America was done by the segundones. It's a Spanish word that means... Second sons. You can look it up in the history books. Mm. And there were kids that were third, fourth, fifth sons. And they joined the Spanish army. But that always they were between that... 15 and 30 years of age, and they conquered South America, Latin America. Okay. And okay. back in but, those days... But isn't that more about war those... being waged by young men who are mm. disaffected because they're born into mm. large families, overcrowded situations and poverty, so that they are more likely to go out and try and change things? Isn't that more about well, the it? Vikings. the Vikings were the same. The Vikings invaded, invaded Britain because the first son got the property and the two, third, second, third son, they, didn't, they had nothing to do. So they got on long ships and they came over here. To you can't Hang on, you can't say that the Vikings conquered us because they were bored. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, more or less. Oh, well, mm. I enjoyed your call. Thank you very much indeed. So, let it go. Breathe it out. You've got a proper cob on. What should come on? Tell us what your cob is for. I was just trying to find. I was trying to just trying to work out what he was saying. Oh, it was fun. I enjoyed that. It was. It was. It was. A, it was. Um... I could. I could smell bullshine, but I just couldn't work uh, out where it was. Well, it's, it's a legitimate. It's referring to legitimate um, theory that's put forward. I enjoy kicking that around, but it upset you. Genuinely upset you. I'm genuinely. Con- con- I'm not upset. No, you are. You are because you were. You were rubbing the back of your head as you were talking to him, and I know exactly what that means. No, no, I was. What? No. There you go, you see. Now you're trying to laugh it off, and that's fine, but I just wondered why it did upset you. What, I like what the fact about that they started explaining Spanish words to me. That was a, a special... Oh, he doesn't know point. that you speak Spanish. No. Don't get upset about that. He doesn't know that no, you no, speak but Spanish. It, no, that, no, I'm not annoyed. You are, and I wonder why. I'm not why. annoyed, but it's, I'm not annoyed. I was just trying to work out what he was saying. Yeah. The, but the atmosphere changed. I felt it. I was just trying to unpick what he was saying. Yeah. Okay. Everything's cool. Okay, it's cool. I was just, I'm just, I enjoy. You know, he was talking about places with high male populations, and yeah, China yeah. is one. And he kind of wriggled out of that one. No, 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 but China by but, saying that they'd gone for industrialization. No, but no, but China has the the the, the one child rule. That's what he was saying. Yeah, they also kill and abandon a lot of girl children. But he in wasn't China. referring to they've that. Got a huge problem with yeah, I know. women being raped and stuff. But what's that got to do with anything? No, he what was I'm just saying, saying was it was it, that that's kind of artificial manipulation. No, but I wasn't even going into that. What I was saying is yeah. he was suggesting that that kind of um, surplus of young men. Leads to vi- can lead to violence and terrorism. Yeah, but but then he sort of said, but China's done it differently because they conquer industrially. Uh, instead, I think you heard some. I think you filled in some blanks. I, think I drifted out and in quite a lot. I think you did. Uh, I, I, he was expl- I, what, what I heard mm-hmm. was um, him explaining why China. You know, if the Chinese set their mind to it, they would be absolutely insane terrorists they would be the best terrorists in the but world but they don't do they it they don't need to no they don't well they don't do it because according to this theory by Heinsen Gunnar Heinsen love the name Gunnar 
Gunnar, uh, Gunnar Hansen, I think, was the name of the guy that played Leatherface in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's a film I need to see again. Um, uh, whatever, I'm bored of that now. 0344 499 The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Simon, who we spoke to at the Posada, is going to come and see us at the Rabbit Hole. Sweet. On July the 9th. Let me just reply. Will do. Can you email him? We'll see him. That'd be nice. What a good lad. Um, bit of a vibe in the studio, and that's fine. I actually... Right. There we go. People on there's, nothing on, there's nothing on, <laughs> no, but now fine. you're making a massive thing. I'm not making a thing of anything. I'm just, I'm just being honest and saying there's a bit of, you know, this thing in the studio, okay. and that's fine. People on Periscope agree with me. <laughs> Earlier on, we had an email from Alex. Let me yeah. read the email again. I propose presenting a high-quality news review and throwback talk show. I will explain. I tell you what, he sent me his phone number, so I'm going to oh, give him a call. excellent. Um, he used to listen to me at, uh, on, an, on another place. Let me type in his number. Hmm? Mm. Uh-huh. Um, by the way, my uh, okay. Here's what I'll do. My personal email address is Ian Lee something at gmail dot com. Right? If you can guess what the something is, you've got my personal email. You're address. in his box. Yeah, Ian Lee something at gmail dot com. There you go. You see. Right. Um, let me do this. Mm. 881. How did you dial out on that? Because I tried it the other night and I couldn't do it. You've got to hit the call outline, not just any of the other ones. Right. That's how you do it. There's Alex. This is Alex. It's an email. Hello? Hey, is that Alex? Yeah. Hey, man, it's Ian Lee. You're on Talk Radio. How's it going? I'm all right, Ian. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, man. Thanks for replying to my email. What are you doing emailing Talk Radio at midnight on a Tuesday, for goodness sakes? Well, the funny thing is, I was looking... Um, to get through to talk radio because I've been listening to um, a slot from George Galloway online oh, yeah. um, where he was had a bit of a long monologue and I was thinking when is radio going to really change talk radio because we, we inherited like... a lot of stuff from America yeah yeah and like um, some of it good some of it bad a yeah. lot of this left right bashing yeah. Um, you li- one listens to alternatives. I'm not going to mention any names. No, you can <laughs> say them. Like LBC. Like LBC. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we've got some good guys and some bad guys on there. And I know you've been on there and you were You, you, were you, you said an email you used to listen. Thank you very much indeed, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love your show. Thank uh, you, man. On there. Um, unfortunately, they, they went down the undesirable route. Um, and uh, that they, hasn't paid off, has it? They had hate preachers <laughs> on there. <laughs> well, here's I the know, thing. I'll... Here's the thing, Alex. And I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to gab for as long as you want um it, it it works for them though their listening figures are through the roof i know but i mean it's all about that because lbc is always was always in a popular radio station but you know i think sometimes the efficacy of what you're yeah. putting out because remember other presenters have to be on that station yeah. with the people you hire so there's got to be limits i personally i didn't mind nigel farage because i think it's a politician we've had the thing of plague so I could understand that, yeah. but sensationalists, people who just are in the media for 
calling as much attention to themselves. Hopkins, you're I talking about. That. Yeah, Hopkins yeah. was, 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 I yeah. thought was, now, when, can I ask, when you say, I'm going to enjoy, we're going to have a nice geeky radio chat. Catherine is here with me as well, Alex, my Hi, producer, Alex. so she'll, she'll chip in. Hi, um, chip in, I suppose. <laughs> she'll, she'll join in. Um, uh, when you say that some of the presenters are good and some are bad, do you, do, do you mean what, cause quite, and I, I don't think you do, but a lot of people do when they say, well, this presenter's good and this presenter's bad. What people often mean when they say that is, the presenter that I think is good, I agree with them politically, and the presenter yeah. I think that is bad, I disagree with them politically. I don't no, think you mean that, do you? No. One of my favourites is Mick Ferrari. Yeah. And, and Mick and I fundamentally disagree. Yeah. Uh, I'm known as Alex the Growler on his show because um, when I lived in Southgate, I used to ring him up yeah. and just growl um, down the phone line um, when he came up with one of his sort of sun type headlines in the morning. Oh. But. We, we often we often disagree, but we have things that we can talk about, and we. You're we not the one that calls him darling, are you? Nah. Oh, okay. Nah, that's not me. Okay, right. Um, I'm also a big fan of Ian Dale, yeah. just because I think even when he's disagreeing with you, he is um, silky smooth about it. He's good. He's um, very good. I like Ian. Very good. And so for me, those two guys really high up on my reins, and then obviously James O'Brien, who has been fantastic. What have you on, listened on to, and, I, 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 and you mentioned George Galloway, who's on here, the, the talk radio, he's back now, he's on Friday, 7 till 10. Have you listened to any other shows on this station, Alex? Well, I know about Julia, um, obviously. <laughs> Julia and I had a few, we had a few run-ins back she blocked, in the day She blocked me on, on Twitter. LBC She's blocked on me on Twitter. <laughs> she does do that. Yeah. She's, um, I don't think she's blocked me. We sort of agree to differ. Okay. Because um, Julia likes to take the, um, sometimes the obtuse side of the argument. Yes. But obviously, you know, I've you always need people that. who are prepared to put that yeah. viewpoint. But yeah. what I'm trying to do with my presenting, and this is why, this is why I applied to talk radio, yeah. is I'm trying to, I'm, I want to take it in a slightly different direction. I don't want to give away my secret. You, you use uh, this I've, phrase, I've read your email out. I hope you don't mind. And, and what I'll no, you're no, 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 I'm not, not at all, Alex. <laughs> Honestly, and I really appreciate you coming on. And what I'm going to do is you've, ba- you, you've kind of sent the email to the wrong place. You've sent the email to the studio, so it won't get seen. But yeah. what I will do is I will say, should I send him Denny's email? Do you think, Kath? Or so, oh, g- give me, a, give me a name of someone I should, I should. Yeah, it should be Denny. I'll, se- I'll send you, I'll send you an email of, of the boss, right? Which I won't say on the air. But I'll, yeah. I'll send it to you in reply, because cause he's... He, 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 well, he might be a nutter, I don't know, but you sound like you're probably not a nutter, and I think it would be I'm good. Well, I'm pretty stable, yeah. Well, you, but they're nutters say that. Born and bred Londoner. Oh, for goodness sakes. <laughs> now, you talk about this throwback concept. I don't... Yeah. What, can you go... Can you explain that in a bit? Um, gosh, it, it's sort of like... Um, I suppose it's my um, my educational background and my obsession with history and recent history. So what I think is missing sometimes from our discussions is context. So people will discuss a topic, but we won't always look back at what was said even sometimes six months ago Um, and um, and put that sometimes into the the frame of the discussion. So when we were all looking at um, the police cuts, for example, and the recent terror attack, um, one of the things that happened was that um, on social media, and social media is really good at this. It, it, it will it will not let you forget what you recently said. Yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes on broadcast media, print media also, we have a habit of just treating stories as if that 
topic has only arisen that day. Yes, I know and, exactly what you um, mean. And actually, I, my argument is it's a, it's a weak journalistic treatment because by treating topics in that way, we, we belittle the public who are a lot more intelligent and a lot more aware of things than we give them credit for. And we also, we don't give those topics the, the depth that they deserve. But then how far back, how far back do you go? For example, we just had someone mention Israel and Palestine. We're not, I don't want to go mm. there. But I mean, do you, do you go back to 1947? Do you go back 2,000 years to the, where, how far back do you go with something? Because you could spend, think, if you've got an hour to talk about an, a topic, yeah. you could spend the whole hour putting it in a historical context. I know, uh, and, and that is a serious problem. But you've got to think about young people. I, I think one of the examples of why this is a problem, if you look at the recent election, yeah. um, many of the reasons why um, the attacks on Corbyn were unsuccessful were because um, many of the people who were looking to vote for Corbyn, who were under 35, A, couldn't relate to some of the attacks that were being made, or they just felt that they were not relevant anymore, that they were kind of out of date. Um, And again, this is about political context and whether or not um, you you put those allegations within that context that people can actually remember. And I don't think the Conservatives could fish up anything on Corbyn that was really useful, except for old newspaper cuttings. So... So I think a lot of the time it, it's difficult for young people to relate to some of the debates and the issues because it's just not something on their social media radar. So I think you can do a sort of topical radio show where you, you introduce elements of, of recent history, yeah. things people have said, uh, arguments that they've put. I mean, let me ask you a qu- one- let me ask you a question, and, and and this will sound flippant, but I don't mean it mm. flippantly, right? Because because we, we, I mean, we mentioned LBC and their fa- ratings going through the roof, and you said, well, is that all that's important in a commercial business? Yeah, it, it kind of is. All right, so here's the question, and it, and it, it will sound rude, but I don't mean it. it's a genuine question. Yeah. Is there not a chance that could be really dull? Um, I would hope not. Uh, I'll hope it'd be exciting. I'll give an example. Go there on. is a guy who um, sometimes does weekend nights on LBC yeah. uh, and, can, and can be quite humorous. Yeah. Um, and he does um, a lot of outtakes of um, uh, comments that have been made by politicians and others. Yeah. So I don't think it has to be boring. I think it, it, it's, um, I, it's, the, it's how open you are with callers what you're prepared to allow them to say. Um, All right, hang on. Ka- Catherine, who has worked in radio years longer than me, Catherine, I'm enjoying what <laughs> Alex has got to say. I, I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I find it quite exciting that there are listeners out there who are thinking of what they would do to improve no, it. No, and I think that's, that, is, that is interesting. Um, okay, let's think. Well, Catherine, I was a child uh, when, when my dad used to have Brian Hayes on. So yeah. hey, I, I got I go, Brian. I, I, I go way back with LBC. Like, I got Brian know. Hayes the sack from LBC. I, that they got rid you of Brian know. Hayes so that I could do Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. It's a lie. It's terrible. It's truly <laughs> absolutely terrible. I mean, got rid of that legend for me. What, what were they hey, thinking? I, I heard stories of things like a program called Jellybone. Um, that was LBC, um, you know, I was I was like barely barely born. Jellybone was um, Jeremy Beadle, wasn't it? Yeah, beetlebum, beetlebum, beep, beep, beep. Anyway, let's stop talking about those losers because we got talk radio now. And we, we, honestly, we got some cracking stuff up. Go on, Catherine. First of all, um, you're kind of pitching at a younger audience, I think. 
I think a bit, yeah, possibly. Yeah. How are you going to get them to, I mean, we're having trouble getting anyone to find us, never mind younger people to find us, and, and, to, <laughs> and to switch on to talk radio. That's quite an ask. So, it is. Um, but it's not impossible. It it's not impossible. We wouldn't be here if we didn't think it was impossible. Well, I think through social media is the key, really, is um, because um, also you can get frustrated listening to one type of radio station for long. I mean, I yeah. struggle. I struggled for many, um, many eons trying to listen to um, Radio London, and I just can't take it. Um, I. I always switch off. BBC London is BBC London is dead in the it's water, it, isn't it? Appalling. And yet there are people um, who listen day in day out because it is happening. Know. You know, they're not not, not everyone is like you. Not many though. No, yeah, but you see, even though uh, the, the the politics varies on LBC and talk radio, you, you just it's it's just got a lot more energy and 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 push. Uh, and if you you think of what you're doing when you're listening to radio, whether you're driving whether you're writing a report and you've just got it on in the background, mm-hmm. um, you, just, you know, maybe, maybe you're, you, you're going through some, something online on the computer and you've just got it on. Um, when I was teaching part-time, I used to have it on in the classroom if I was just sitting there um, uh-huh. ahead of a lecturer. So there's just so many places in which people are, are listening to their radio and doing different things. A there, lot of, some there, people work a, from home. There's an interesting thing. So you were a, a part-time teacher. What kind of ages were you talking to? Oh, I've taught right across the spectrum, so all, all post-secondary, um, so 11 through to 18, and then I've also taught um, adults. All right, listen, Alex, I've, I've sent you an email with a top-secret email contact. That's my boss. Um, it's not that top-secret. Um, you could have Googled it, could, to be honest. You could have Googled it. Googled it. But I've, I've sent it, I've, and you've got it. So, um, I, I, I don't know, you know, it's 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 nice. Next no, it's nice that there It's are, nice that you're enthusiastic about yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It really is. Because me and Kath are a couple of radio geeks, and so to hear that people are are, are, are actively listening. Well, now you know, listen, I'm here weeknights, right. 10, 10 right. o'clock at night until 1 o'clock, and what we do yeah. on this show is... We, we, I'm going to give you a listen, man. Do, man. It's we we kind of do a little. It's a little bit newsy, but it's mainly just messing around and me kind of doing a brain fart and seeing what comes out of my mouth. And it's it's stupid and it's dumb and it's it's. I think it's different. You um, do that for three hours, Ian. Three hours of this rubbish, man. Every You're very gutsy. You're very gutsy. <laughs> it is um, a, obviously as long as it doesn't feel like you're filling the airways, it, it feels like you're having natural conversation. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. this is. I, I think it makes it interesting. And there's people. the point. I think if you're going to do yes. this, and I think that it's laudable what you're trying to do, you need to work out a way to inject you into mm. it right because people are going to listen for you they're not going to be listening for news and views because they can get that anywhere they want to yeah. hear someone different i want to hear about your time as a teacher i want to hear about all that stuff not necessarily just talking about yourself but you know little bits where you inject some personality in it through, don't they? Yeah. um you can't I, I think sometimes it's like teaching you can't actually hide yourself no. when you're in front of people no because elements are going to come out whether it's you broadcasting or whether it's you um making a speech or presenting something i think you you have to sell a little bit of yourself and i think if if we take it back to the election probably that's what jeremy corbyn did a lot more than than theresa may he was able to inject a little bit of who he is and some of his values alex i'm gonna make i'm gonna gonna let you go before let me make (laughs) let let me make some suggestions i'm I'm on monday to friday 10 till one uh, Friday, you've got George Galloway, and I, I disagree with a lot George Galloway says, but he's a cracking presenter. And you know who he is. Yeah, yeah. he's a cracking yeah, yeah, presenter. You know, but he also, can, he, can, he can reel it out. Here's another one. Uh, Monday to Thursday in that slot, 7 till 10, it's James Whale. Ah! Ah! 
veteran himself. Yeah, exactly. So he's on Monday to Thursday at seven till ten. So worth worth giving him a try That'd as be well. He's, yeah, he's, he's better than he ever was. Alex, I really enjoyed that, mate. Thank you very much. Well, I've, I've invaded your show. Yeah, no, good. It's great. I loved it. Totally unexpectedly. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm really chuffed about this. Nice one, man. Really Thanks am. a lot. Do, do, keep keep in touch. <laughs> Take, Take care. care. Bye bye. There bye we go. Bye. What a nice bloke. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. That that, that he was. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. That was um, that, that was good fun. Thank you for that, Alex. Um, who knows? Who knows? Well, I'm off on. I had uh, an email from um, Lauren. Who uh, I like, Lauren. She's. I don't really see her very often because she's gone by the time I get. She's in. the power behind the throne. Is she Keep isn't her sweet. She? Isn't she? Keep her sweet. Um, and she sent an email. Um, are you planning? any holiday in the next few months because it's some holidays mm. i'm thinking um uh no but it's summer holidays no no i was i've been given an ultimatum i've got to give them a week they told you said you've got to have a week yeah you, really my family i mean oh your father <laughs> <laughs> which is a terrible oh. thing isn't it but the thing yeah. is right when you're in a new job and something like this you get a certain amount of momentum and you forget to take time oh off. that first year I, I did the first year i didn't want to didn't want to leave stop. it because it's so hard to pick didn't it up again stop. um here's here's an exciting thing as well had, had lunch with the boss i'll tell you how well it went i mean i'm, and I'm always going to worry about job security and it is driven by figures and my contract runs out on march the 21st and then we've been taken over by um by the sun and i hate myself right so and all those things combined and i'll go home tonight and go, oh, i've got to iron some shirts tonight for a photo shoot tomorrow so talking about. but here's the thing this is how well the the uh the the, the lunch went we were talking about the shows to new york and um i said well we're already planning our next trip he went oh yeah I went, yeah, the obvious place to go would be Los Angeles, which is why I don't want to go there, because it's the obvious place to go. So the two places in my head at the moment are Tokyo and Nashville. The more I think about Tokyo, it would be too expensive, and, and they are... We'd be doing the show at sort of like five o'clock in the morning All their that. time. So it, it, the, the, the t- I can't remember exactly. The, 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 the time thing is is really incompatible. The thing about New York was that yeah. it was early early evening, so we could finish the show and then interview people yeah. afterwards. But um, the more I think about it, the more I think Nashville or Nashville because Nashville for the music. I've got I know a couple of people in Nashville. Dennis Lacoria lived in Nashville, so he may know a couple. You, you know, we've got a few inns in Nashville. And, uh, and and Nashville does have a huge heritage of, of radio, you know, music and speech radio. Um, and, and Boss said, all right, well, you know, type up something and, and we'll have a look at it and um, we get a new budget uh, later on in the summer and I'll let you know what we can do. Fantastic. He's not said no to anything, no, has he? No, fantastic. And I... And, and, uh, I thought, oh, okay, fine. So that's so we maybe, and, and I've kind of said we're going to aim for September. Go to Nashville. Well, another jolly. Oh, <laughs> uh, another. Uh, what? I'm enjoying this last hour. Completely unlike anything I was expecting it to be, but I'm having fun. Um, about 15 minutes left. If you want to give us a call, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Me and Kath are both knackered. Just hit the wall, haven't Isn't we? it, though? I'm up early tomorrow as well. I've got to go home, iron some shirts, get up early, uh, go and see a photographer sort of Milton Keynes-ish kind of way. Um, got an interview at 11.30 with BBC Newcastle. 
I'm always on. I'm always on. Steve! Hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. What you got for us? About, I've just started... I just phoned up, really, to, um... To say I've just started listening to talk radio for about a week. And I really like it, Matt. Oh, nice one, man. Thank you. How did you find it? Well, I was just... Because um, I haven't got a TV anymore. I don't really want one. So I got a digital radio recently and that. Yeah. And um, it was now on 4 Extra and Radio 4, so I was just flicking about. Yeah. And I heard James Whale. And I used to watch his show, like, years and years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was good, that, wasn't it? I used and to then, that. And um, then I listened to that a couple of times and then changed over. And then I listened with like the whole show, and then you come on afterwards because I used to watch the eleven o'clock show and all this sort of stuff. Oh, you are as old. well. So you are old. it's I just really like it. I mean, hey. the conversations just goes anywhere, doesn't uh, it? Nice one, Steve. Thank you, man. I'm glad you. I'm glad you found us, and I'm glad that you stuck uh, with us. Here we go, sir. You're on the. You're on the phone. Let's do I put this. A lot of effort into it as well because. Mm. Um, putting the number in, I just couldn't get it right for ages, but I thought, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you, this, what do you mean you couldn't get it right? I'm just dead crap, you know, like when they read them out quite quick. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm trying to do it at the same time. Right, I will do it, I will do the phone number slower from no, now on. it's not your fault, it's my fault. Um, uh, I've just seen a blast from the past come up on the screen. Flipping that, get that please, Ed. Um, what, what so could... How long, how long, how long has, um, how long have you and James Whale been doing shows? Like I've been here since, I've been here since it started again, which was March last year, and James has yeah. been here for about six months now. I'll spread the word, mind. Yeah, th well, this is, this is what I was going <laughs> to get, this is what I'm getting to, Steve. We, we, we don't have many listeners. We need you to, um, go out there and convert people. What do you do for a living, Steve? Um... Ah. Well, I don't, um, I've got, like, sort of, um, issues. Issues, issues, <laughs> no, I like issues. Do I did something today, which, well, it wasn't really work, but I got paid. I could tell you about that if you want. Was it illegal? No, 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 it wasn't illegal. No, it was, in fact, it was the opposite of illegal. Legal? Uh, went to a seminar, there's this place in Newcastle, like, um, I'll give it a shout-out, actually, called Broadacre House. Hey. Um, Ken Loach filmed some of I, Daniel Blake, and Oh, there. yeah, yeah. It's like a mental health safe space. Okay, right, yeah. Thing. And there was a human rights seminar yeah. that was on for about an hour and a half, which was pretty cool anyway, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you got, like, 25 quid voucher, hey. high-speed vouchers for it. Steve, so do you so, live in Newcastle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just heard James <laughs> Whale earlier saying he lived in, um, near Newcastle. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> we're coming up to we're coming up to Newcastle. A long time ago, Steve. Wasn't it? We're coming. Me and Kath are coming up to Newcastle soon. Really? Y Hi, yep. Kath. Hi, Anne. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> She's, no, no, I'm not going to say that. Sounds flirty. Go on, say it. Say it. She's got a nice voice, isn't it? Though, like it's so soothing, not like but brash. <laughs> yeah. Soothing but grating at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she sounded a bit concerned before, like. Yeah, wouldn't it, though? I'm that was, always that concerned. Was... But I'll tell you what, what's been really fascinating. I like the elephant night, and I knew Snorky, but I couldn't get through. <laughs> I was just saying, noise because you had internet, that. Uh, well, listen, next time you're at a seminar, next time you're off, you know, job seekers or wherever it is you go and you spend your day, Steve, please, yeah. please, Can please I... spread the word. I will do, mate. I will do. I promise. 
Lovely. Um, I always do. I just rattle on about stuff because most stuff's rubbish. So I, I, I agree. Do I don't watch. Decent, you rattle on and on yeah, about it. I, I don't. don't... Care. People aren't interested. I just carry on well, talking. I've noticed. I don't watch much TV, sorry, Steve. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Not a it's not talk radio, though. No, exactly. It's not criticism at all. I, I'm just saying. I'm nervous. No, I, I agree with you. I don't watch much TV. It's rubbish. Yeah, I was just watching repeats of Salvage Hunters again and again and again. Hang on. The, oh, the, re, I thought you said the pizza salvage. You said repeats of yeah. salvage hunters. Yes. All right. yes. Have you ever seen Naked and Afraid? No, but I heard you talking about oh, it. Oh, man. Like, it sounds amazing, Flipping. and I know I would like it. It is brilliant. You couldn't not oh. like it. It's brilliant. Oh, do you know what? I'm, I've, got, I've got to play a bit of Billy Idol in a minute. Let, let me... Um... Oh, that's amazing as well. Steve, listen, I'm going to let you go. Thanks for calling, man. We'll speak soon. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with everything. Thanks a lot, mate. What a nice bloke. Yeah. Let me, um, we'll go, we'll go to Rashid in a minute. Let me, um, Oh! Yeah, I know. That's unusual. He's not phoned me before, has he? Here. Um, let's, I just got, I just found a bit of, um, um, the Billy Idol autobiography last night. Not the bit I sent you. I sent Flipping you. Flipping heck, that bit is blue. It is the rudest, rudest thing about a, a, an incident he had with a young lady in a hotel room. He didn't, almost broke his arm. I sent that to Kelly Betts and she went, was oh, that your new opening uh, theme for for your show? <laughs> it is abso- yes. absolutely, I mean, that was blue, but this I mean, bit. Why don't you just send her flowers? I, I heard this last night. I can't remember what this was, so we're going to, this is four, four, we have about, about, it's so hard to get it precise. There we go. Hang on a minute. I'll get to about... No, that's too far. It's about 14. There we go. Let's see where we are here. Singles, and then quickly, an entire album of songs. The first generation... This is my new... This is so my favourite thing, right? And I love it. And I said to Kath, we, we, she's been in my car twice today, and we got in, and I, and I just said, shut up. Cause I, and, and turn this on. Cause I'm li- and I said, when this finishes... I'm going to listen to it again. I, it's just, a, I, I want to do it as a performance, as a show. I want to recite, anyway. Generation X album was now complete. There we go. Chapter 14. Okay. Ready, steady, go. Now, I marked this last night on my phone as I was listening home going, oh, this bit's good, but I don't know what it is. Notting Hill Gate, London. There we go. The single Ready Steady Go, backed with No No No, came out on February the 7th, 1978, with a cover John Ingham copied from one of my t-shirt designs. Once again, we appeared on Top of the Pops to perform our new single, and this time we had an album to support. I also started to develop a feel for my own fashion as distinct from the prevailing punk style. I worked with a girl to create my own look, one that I would be comfortable in, and advance the idea of punk fashion from ripped t-shirts and bondage clothes. For this show, I wore a light blue jacket with a black lining and collar over a two-tone shirt that was pink on one side and yellow on the other. Love it. I had dyed it myself in the bathtub at Notting Hill Gate. I'm sure the girls at the flat love that. I also had some white shoes with black piping made, and I wore them with my leather trousers. I looked pretty colourful, and with my bleached hair... The look perfectly fit the song's lighter subject. <laughs> the usual punk uniform of leather and denim had become too limiting for me. Yeah. I wanted to stay one step ahead of the people who were copying us. I strapped on my Epiphone semi-acoustic, which I still use when I wrote since I didn't own an acoustic guitar. My status as an up-and-coming rock star led to some new and intriguing romantic possibilities. I began to meet a variety of interesting women 
One was a makeup artist who taught me a little bit about her craft. We'd go to the art house movie theaters when I had an off night. I also enjoyed the company of a 35-year-old woman who worked at Chrysalis and lived near Notting Hill. She wore all those sexy stockings and garter belts. Yeah. I could also take a bath at her flat. <laughs> the photographer, Sheila Rock, was another friend of mine. And I was meeting plenty of birds on the road. One was a punk rock chick with blue hair who styled my hair and screwed me until her boyfriend found out. With the avalanche of birds, I became a quick learner in the sack, as I hadn't had a ton of sex before this. The band played up and down Britain as we travelled in a rented transit van sitting on top of the gear. I think It was a non-stop blur of gigs. Chicks, sweat, spit, bleach, more sweat, noise, screaming horrors, chicks, chicks and more chicks. <laughs> oh, isn't that great? Rashid! Ian, what, what's happened to the show? What's happened to the show? Oh, I thought it was another question. What's happened to the show? finished. Oh, my God. For tonight. We're back tomorrow at 10. It was bad, bad. We're back. No, we're back late. I have come up with a new name, The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. And boy, oh, boy, we're taking this to the toppermost of the poppermost, Johnny. Ian, how was your show in Birmingham? I'm sorry I couldn't make it. Did I do a show in Birmingham? Ages ago. When was that? Three, four no. weeks ago. Oh, that's three, four weeks ago. I, uh, yeah, it was. It was good. It was. It was really good, actually. Yeah, really good. Because it was the day after the. It was the day after the atrocities in Manchester, wasn't it? How, uh, it, how did you? No. No, it wasn't. No, it was the day of the um, concert. It was. The, it, was it was the day oh, of the yeah. concert. So it was a week after. Um, oh. I think. I don't. Yeah. I, was, oh, flip it. We got to go. We finished. All right. Bye. <laughs> oh, man alive. Uh, that's just the end of the show. Uh, we are back tonight at 10 o'clock, and uh, I would very much like it if you would um, care to join us this evening at 10 o'clock. We have more of the same chat, and it will be very good. And um, uh, I think it would be nice if you would join us, Captain. Uh, you're we good? have screaming chicks, 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 and more chicks. And chicks and chicks and chicks. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking. 